0: We welcome, uh, we welcome uh, the congregation. uh, We're going to ready, we're not talking to Triple H. uh, This is supposed to be a preacher thing. We're going to celebrate. We're going to worship. We're going to worship at the temple of the king of podcasts and the castle. uh, We're going to pray. We're going to worship. We're going to praise. Okay. Don't, don't uh, ask me about it. Why don't you just hear this? This is the Wrestling Row podcast. uh, For June 24th, uh, 2014. Uh But I say, enough is enough. This is our country. This is our America. This is the land, a land of the free. I said this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Miss Black Awareness pageant,
1: I feel good, I feel good because I know there's a God somewhere. There's a God somewhere. I know there's a God who sits on high and looks down low. Man cannot make it like this. Mary Flint, Hugh Hefner, they can take the picture, but they can't make it. Only God above, the Hugh Hefner on high, can make it for you. Oh, my brother! Testify.
0: Thanks for downloading the program, everybody. This is the the Control Podcast, and this is yours truly, accompanied by Mark Market Eleven. Hey, hey well, tell you, man, what a start to this week. Uh we have a lot of things going on tonight. And here's a, a quick rundown of what's going on in the program tonight. Of course, I am the King of Podcasts. This show has being made to you by the possibility of King of Podcasts dot King of Podcasts.com. Thank you very much. Tonight on the program, we're going to be previewing the go-home show from Raw and previewing and predicting WWE's Money the Bank 2014 coming up this Sunday. We're going to talk about a brand new TNA World Heavyweight Champion. We're going to talk about uh, the, fall bat, the fallout and just some afterthoughts because I didn't get to hear what Mark thought about the Sunday night pay-per-view debut I live.
1: I didn't, I didn't see ROH yet. I'm going I'm to watch it tomorrow.
0: So I, I will have an update next week. I just well, had... we we're going to bring up some of the things that you might have missed. So we're going to talk about, a little bit about that. we got to have a little fallback. And a couple of thoughts I have after the fact. We'll have them on the program tonight as well. And, uh, you know, among other things, we'll talk about Bobby being the new champion, like I said. And we'll hear wonderful lines like, Hey, buddy, I'm not in bow. <laughs> 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 So we're here late on a Tuesday night, getting ready to do the show here, and we have uh, got ourselves all ready to started. Um, I will say, wrestling has been quite exciting, and you know, uh, it's, it's amazing that all three companies we're going to basically see new champions in because the change has been made at TNA. We'll talk about that very shortly. We'll also we're not going to have an opening rant tonight. We might do a little bit just because we have a few things to bring up when it comes to TNA coming to New York City this weekend and just some thoughts mm. about what they're doing because we've heard a lot of things going on. And I also wrote uh, a blog post earlier this week uh, mentioning that right after TNA, or right before TNA this past weekend, we'll bring that up uh, as well. But in the either either way, um, uh, all I know is that championships are being changed. We're seeing a little more excitement now. In every in every uh, company right now, which is amazing. Um, at this point, we know WWE's momentum, but from what you are watching, what you are noticing, from, I mean, you read the board just as much as anybody else. Like, does it yeah. feel like that the the momentum change is starting to shift right now, and that someone like a um, Ring of Honor is really going to make a, a, a have they made a prominent spot for themselves? They they're definitely a number three now. I don't think anybody can question it anymore. But are they really getting close to taking on TNA?
1: Uh, you know, I think they've always been a number three. I mean, they've always had the talent. They've always had a lot going on for themselves. Yeah. And I just, I, I think, personally, they've always been a number three. But from what I've seen at, at uh, War of the Worlds, and now that you have Best in the World, uh, that happened this Sunday, um, my friend Greek ordered it. He loved it. You're going to talk about it later. I was hoping to avoid it so I can watch it and just be impressed with it because I know it's going to be great. But I am 100% sure that they are contenders for a number two spot right now.
0: Either which way, if you didn't get a chance to – like, I've already been – you know, if you didn't get a chance to watch it on Sunday, the truth is it's just that, I mean, for those of you by now, if you didn't get a chance to watch it, I know it's unfortunate, but, you know, there's places to go and watch it now, and it's like – the, even if you hear what the results are, the show itself was fantastic. I I there was a lot of things to enjoy about it, and so we'll bring that up a little bit later on in the program. But, you know, I'm just saying that it's just I like the riffs. I like the directions. It's it's good to be I, – I mean, some people, if you're an old-school wrestling fan and you don't like all the new changes that are being made, well, I can't help you. But, I mean, right now, if you're a wrestling fan that like me or like Mark, I would like to think – That is really appreciating everything that's going on right now with this fresh fresh like wave of talent all all these different changes that like the dynamics are coming in like you know the parts are are coming in right now where we're getting to see a lot more content that's really compelling and interesting and you know it's whether it's competition or whether it's become you know because one of the rest of companies is Got their ass on the line right now, and they need to produce. And they're on. They got the. They got the the guns to their head. They need to produce, and they need to make something happen now. Deadline's coming up for Ring of Honor. It was do or die, and for WWE right now, they're also in a do or die position because, you know, with the way talent is going right now, look at who they're you know positioning right now. Like you know, we have, except for a couple of people, that are going to be potentially world champion. You look at the dynamic of that Money in the Bank heavyweight title match this weekend, and you look at the names that are on top, all I'm going to say is, you know, that might be our opening rant right there. We'll bring up those names because the dynamic of be as opposed to past years, when you see a match like this and who's going for that world heavyweight title is something huge, and that's something that we got to really point out. Let's do the headlines first before we do that. As always, you know, we've been talking about a lot of things being bought through Amazon. Courtesy of those of you that go through our website, kingofpodcast.com. Look for the Amazon banner underneath the news ticker. Click through there if you're ever going to buy anything right now that is Amazon. You buy anything Amazon, whether it's Amazon Prime, whether it's Amazon Kindle, you want to buy, you know, any books, you want to buy any uh, electronics, anything. Like you want to buy a bottle of slick like I do, where I need something to go and shave my head or shave my face, and I buy this stuff and it lasts a year. But I got it today in the mail, and it came from Amazon, and Amazon does me really well. It's like, I like what they do. to get good shipping. Everything gets here on a really good time. Love it. Love it all. So, Amazon.com is the place where you get a lot of great stuff. We know you do, but if you could visit Amazon via our website, kingofpodcasts.com, kingofpodcasts.com, we'd much appreciate it. Time for the headlines.
1: Okay. Uh we'll be moving quickly. Um as a quick note, um the special guest for Jericho's podcast, those who don't know if they don't listen, Chris Jericho has a podcast, Talk of Jericho. We've talked about it in the past. It's a very good um very good podcast. It it fluctuates between rock and roll and, you know, pop culture and everything going on. But this week the two guests that will be in studio for him are gonna be Paul Heyman and Edge. Each episode, one will be released uh Actually, in 15 minutes at midnight, and then the other one will be released on Friday, so that should be a great listen.
0: Wow, huh?
1: I'm curious because he's going to have both of them in studio, so I don't know if he's going to do one Paul Heyman and one Edge or if he's going to have both of them together. So I'm curious to see how that goes.
0: Well, you know, the only thing I got to say is about this is that I am starting to get a little bit done with. All the stuff that's going on when it comes to, like, every wrestling podcast. This is, you know what, this brings me up to a blog post I put up last week. Aside from TNA's plans for New York City, if you look at the King of Podcasts, or or the Wrestling Is Real blog this week, you'll see that I wrote up the fact of how all these different wrestling talents that, you know, were very prominent in their day in the Attitude Era specifically they mm-hmm. all have freaking podcasts and my well, point to po-
1: it, it, yeah it was very weird it, it, bill goldberg roddy piper stone cold jim ross uh, you know the jericho the list can go on
0: i mean okay june 8th if you looked uh there was a few it was, yeah it was about two weeks ago i brought up it's titled hey podcast one not every wrestler needs a podcast it's one company that's doing this and that's not mentioning all the other companies that are all these other guys are out there i know taz does a podcast I know the Mass Maniac, who's a former wrestler, does this podcast. I know that uh, Jim Cornette does this podcast. I know Court and MLW, and Conan—they do their podcast. I mean, uh, there's a lot of former, you know, wrestling writers. Of course, there's you know, just to have all these former wrestlers just being given podcasts. I mean, come on, Goldberg, for Christ's sake! Like, who's this, next with Bill Goldberg? My problem is they're the same shows. Because here's the thing. Every time you tell me about like Paul Heyman, I've already heard him on, on, on Steve Austin. Or I heard him on uh somewhere else. Bischoff, he's been on Jim Ross, he's been on Steve Austin. Um I just think every I think they, well first of all they one,
1: recycle they recycle the same clientele for each podcast. Or they
0: go on each other's podcasts.
1: Yeah, but and the only thing I don't really mind is like I'm a big Edge fan, as everybody knows. So like I, I liked Edge with Chris Jericho because he was one of the opening guests when he first started. Right. Uh, I'm not sure if he touched Stone Cold, but him and Jericho have a friendship when they went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame together and stuff like that. So they have stories that they tell, personal stories, and that's what I like is that when they hear that personal stuff. But like when you have DDP every week or, you know, they do recycle a lot of the same guests. But I got to tell you, my new favorite podcast, Naturally Nicole, oh, it's amazing. Who? naturally nicole come on Snooky's new podcast no 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 i'm joking I no listen, i didn't listen oh. to it i i saw you on facebook saying does everybody need a podcast
0: i'm being serious and, snooki this girl is the same girl we saw that three four years ago was falling on her ass on jersey shore i mean oh, she
1: got, and she got punched in the face by a man
0: which that was funny look <laughs> I, I like i understand she's doing well I understand she's got her like I don't know what she's got. Probably got like you know makeup and beauty stuff going on, some product and lines, they,
1: and, and motherhood because she has the baby.
0: Yeah, she can go back and do another reality show she wants. Like, look, uh, I'm fine with reality reality stars getting continuing to get their things. And look, if there's other people that think that they can continue to market with them, fine. But I'm just saying, it's the same. My point of the blog post is the same thing as, as SiriusXM. Radio, as as for myself, I don't like the fact that radio. You know, they already did enough with satellite radio by budgeting up by giving people like Oprah and Eminem and Martha Stewart and all these different people like their own like radio shows that they never do. Like Bob Dylan does a show, he never does any shows. Nobody does. Like, look, these people are. You're not going to get anything special out of any of these people. Like Jamie Foxx gets his own channel on uh, on there. It's like, really, all that crap right there doesn't do any good is it's just it's just stupid yeah it really is it's like everyone gets on their on their own shows and it's like i mean i just don't get anything out of it it's like i i they're all in are interview intensive they all they they, they have to rely on, on guests um i mean i the whole point is that it gets to a point where i gave jericho a try i stopped listening because it's just well, because I don't listen to all the rock guests. I'm like,
1: well, yeah, you got to I, I pick and choose my episodes of Jericho because there are just some artists I'm not listening to, and he does get a very rock creative because he does have a band, and I, and I do get that. Like, I didn't listen to the guitarist of uh, Ozzy Osbourne. I didn't listen to a, a lot of other things, but um, he just did have Drew McIntyre on or Drew Galloway's, as he goes by now. Yeah, yeah. And that was interesting to hear because he totally admitted that. He the heat that he got was totally his fault because of just his mother being diagnosed with cancer and dying. He didn't tell anybody, mm-hmm. and the way he dealt with it at such a young age, you know, he didn't tell anybody, and he just dealt with it very shitty. And he and he also they touched about the uh, you know the uh, his his ex wife and stuff like that. So they they touched on certain bases, which was pretty cool and interesting. Like yeah. mean, every once in a while, you get something good that you like to listen to.
0: Well, but you see. I mean, those guys, I don't need those guys to give it to me. Like, can I tell you, Live Audio Wrestling this past Sunday, they had Kurt Hawkins on, who was released as well. Uh-huh. They, you know, did you know that Kurt Hawkins and um, Curtis Axel, do you know those guys when The Rock came back to return for WrestleMania 29?
1: They, they trained with him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, like, Rock. Uh, he has, so like, such a weird schedule, like, every couple of days. Kurt Hawkins had to go fly out to like either New Orleans or Miami for some wherever the uh, Rock was shooting. They would set up a ring in some warehouse. that would like you know end up running out or whatever. And, and Kurt I, Hawkins was a stooge.
1: When we talked about the uh, the releases, I said it was kind of odd to hear about Kurt Hawkins because the Rock praised him about how you know how talented he is, and I, I was surprised yeah. they released him.
0: Yeah, so, uh, the, but the thing is, Kurt Hawkins basically said, you know, it's a 25-minute interview. If you look at com, you can find it there. It was good stuff. The thing is with him, he just sounded like he was just cool, laid back, really did enjoy his time doing the Edgehead stuff, and um, the, his thing was he just feels like he's he just he's a glutton for, for punishment because he loves wrestling. He just wants to be in the ring. So the fact that he got released is probably a good thing because now he can go back and be in the ring as much as he wants instead of being restricted to how many times he can be out. Good exactly. for him. So I'm fine with that. That's cool. Brian yeah. Myers, I think it's his real name. Um, so here's the deal. Getting back to our original point, you know who you know who does look the original guy that actually came out here, the one that like the made the biggest impact is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you know yeah. what? Steve Austin does the best one. Wanna,
1: you know who his guest is this week? It's actually on Tuesday. I'm, I'm going to listen to it because I just read about it. It's Vince Russo. St- oh,
0: Steve Austin. See, here's the thing, and this is the most important part of all this. Jericho does some things that just don't just don't get to me because they'll do the little monologues at the start. I hate Jericho doing the whole Egypt thing, his little made up character that does predictions for every pay-per-view. And then his shtick where he doesn't use any sound effects, he's just kind of doing his thing. It's a little cliche and repetitive. It's like Stone Cold at all you know, here's the deal. Let me tell you this. Stone Cold, how many times has he done his show by himself without the need of a guest?
1: Oh, he he does, he does it, count- it. He does it countless times, and
0: that's a guy that could do. Ra- See, that's a guy that could do radio, because the point he, is you have enough to talk about.
1: One okay? of my favorite episodes, which he's brung up throughout his podcast. Oh, him against the fly. Him against the fly. Oh and yeah, how Jimmy, And how Jimmy Stooker came in and gave the super fly, and gave him the you? you know. <laughs> <laughs> and can then, I tell you? And then he wants. And then when he was talking about the rats, or the you know, in his uh, the Broken right. Skull Ranch.
0: Yes. Oh, the rats against, eating his freaking wires. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was talking about how he was going to do uh, stone cold versus the rats. Like he, oh, he said, no, he was- yeah,
0: it's great. Said, yeah, But the whole point is this is that radio. I'm at, I'm, I'm a radio guy. All right. I've been in this business, you know, maybe I'm not like some superstar radio guy, but I've been behind the scenes producing and, and behind the mic doing content for 20 years this year, 20 years. Plus I started in Gen- super bowl Sunday, 1994 is my first day on the radio. And ever since one thing you need to know about when it comes to radio is that you better know what to talk about. you need to be able to fill time, so you got to do a show every week and if you can't just and you have to rely on doing yourself a show where you you have to basically um you know just rely on on guests and the guests you have to like basically just run those and like milk those for while they're worth you can't do a show by yourself like. The thing is, Stone Cold Steve Austin can still do it because he gets a lot of emails that he never reads on the air. If he wants to, he could, or he could take phone calls. Jericho does that too. But the thing is, is that Steve is the one. Uh, you know, Jim Ross is the other guy too, because at least those guys can actually talk about other things, and they and they actually take time to talk about whatever. I think Jim Ross is a little repetitive himself. Um, he could
1: he could get repetitive, but the thing about Austin is is he he will talk to you about wrestling. And even though it does get redundant with him, he will still talk about it, even though most of the time he would like a new question like hunting or or cars like he'll he 'll answer anything but he would like to talk more about wrestling, but he has no problem talking about the product that made him who he was
0: and the most important thing that he does which is this is the this is the philosophy that where I work at webmaster radio, and any radio product of you if you 're doing a talk show. Steve Austin does the most. One of the best things you're supposed to do. This is a great thing you're supposed to do. Some people don't follow this rule, but I love this rule. When you're doing a, an interview, some of the best interviews is when it doesn't sound like one. It just sounds like a phone call where we're just hearing the here just you just shoot the breeze. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite interviews he did was Ric Flair. That I can listen to over and over because Ric Flair and him were just you know chugging beers. Going crazy. Him and Eric Bischoff. Bischoff,
1: Paige, Kevin Jesus. Nash, X-Pac. I mean, you can Those go countless. Yeah, you can go countless with them.
0: I mean, even him and John Cena, great. Yeah. Even him and Big Show great the them thing culture, is
1: yeah that's everything.
0: that's what it is like he's given he's delivered a lot of good shows he's done 100 so he's definitely got his his, his thing down plus he's making time to do all his other stuff his threads his broken skull challenge he, he's also a very good pitch man he's mm-hmm. extremely good at promoting his stuff and, and one of the
1: one of the key things he has is for his production is he takes the emails now that people are actually using it and he gives them mm-hmm. a shout out to show you that actual people are using it
0: and he's got good stuff. He cuts promos on people. And the other thing he does that's also very important. Is sometimes interviewers have a tendency to not pay attention when you hear something that's very interesting that just came up in an interview. I hear Stone Cold Austin more t- Stone Called Steve Austin more times in an interview. He just says something's just said all of a sudden. The Court Bauer talks about how Gary Hart like you know flipped a knife on someone. He's like, so you're telling me he did this and this and this. And this? So like Stone Cold, you could tell he's genuinely interested and he finds, he, he points out something that was just brought up in the interview and he's like, that's good interviewing. That's good radio. Yeah. Like, uh, it just true. is. And and the guy also does a hell of a job of doing live reads. Look, his voice is, it, the thing is too is this, and I understand with wrestling the idea of why they get like Norm and the guy at the podcast wouldn't want to do this in the first place. I'm going to finish up my point real quick, but there's a reason like stone cold for radio. You don't take him for the personality so much. You don't take him so much for other things. You it's the voice. He's a very distinctive voice. You can't miss stone cold, Steve Austin. Another guy that I wish would do radio. I swear is Jesse with the body. Ventura, Jesse Ventura would be outstanding for you. Cause that guy's got an amazing voice and that guy can talk, talk a mile a minute. He's got good stuff to talk about. I, I could listen to him all day. Yeah. but there's certain guys that are not going to cut it. Like Goldberg is doing this for just some marketing of himself. Jericho, I don't see him doing this for very long. Um, Roddy Piper, I mean, he's just more of a guest. Like, you know what? I'm surprised Mick Foley's not been given a show. There's probably other guys that probably been pitching to as well, and it just—it's not going to work. It just won't. So enough. Let's stop. Let's stop doing the same stuff. The commercials are just kind of drawn, and they're not really special. It's like there's, if you're going to do podcasting, the whole point is you're supposed to be different to what terrestrial radio is. You're supposed to be better. Mm -hmm. And the only guy out of any of those guys that are doing wrestling, that are wrestling from a wrestling er, era, oh, and the other thing too, podcast one, Jesus H. Christ, can you please quit doing the same, the the opens for all this stuff? This guy's a former WWE wrestler, and he's coming onto the podcast arena, or he's coming into the world of radio. I said, come on. What cheap, (laughs) un. uncreative, undeliverable horse shit, oak production and crap. That's the other thing. For a company like this, such a horrible, like, they're giving Stone calls Steve Austin, I, if I even told you, like, the equipment that he's using, it's so cheap. Like, it sounds good, because I know what it is. But he's also taking Skype calls and recording them.
1: Oh, yeah. You, you can Are you hear serious? The, you could hear when he was doing the Broken Skull Challenge, he would sit in a freeway in his car and do it.
0: Stacy at Podcast One, the producer for Stone Cold Steve. I know some other shows too. Sweetheart, if you're listening, preamp. Okay? That's the word I want you to use. Preamp. You need to rich and you need to liven up the voices on these shows. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound extremely professional. Let's step up the podcasting production, huh? Or if not, um, somebody call me and I'll go ahead and do it for you, okay? Seriously. I know what I'm doing. Uh-
1: All right, I'm going to have to pull you back now because you're going to get on. on. I'm going to have to pull you back because I'm afraid I got some bad news for you.
0: (laughs) This is bad. I don't want
1: this. I don't want this. During tonight's WWE SmackDown taping, it has been reported that Barrett, BNB, was involved in a match with Dean Ambrose on SmackDown, which led to a post-match scuffle including both Jack Swagger and Seth Rollins. During the brawl, either when Ambrose was using a ladder or when Barrett was thrown into a barricade, the champ went down, and obviously in a great deal of pain, he was helped to the back by officials, but there has been some question of whether or not he was actually hurt. WrestleZone's own Justin Labar was, uh, has spoken with a backstage source within WWE that has confirmed Barrett's severe shoulder injury to be legit. While it has not been confirmed at this time, he is expected to be removed. He he is expected to be removed from Money in the Bank ladder match this Sunday, a match he was heavily favored to win.
0: (sighs) Now, I (laughs) understand Justin Labar's point about where he might be able to get the sources and all. Um, I'm just not sure if it's not broken. I think. I'm trying to remember if it was a it was a he had a shoulder injury before I think I think this what knocked him out before, mm-hmm. um, and the thing is too is that look I'm also just reading up on it a little bit myself and there are conflicting reports on whether the referee threw the X symbol and said that you know Barrett needed had to come out there, the fans were telling that Barrett was saying f uh, f bombs on the way way to the back and we also know that uh, Jack Swagger would have been involved in the injury. and it looks like. Bear took a hard fall on the shoulder, so hopefully it's just, um, hopefully it's just it's something more than a bruise, and maybe he can you know can recover from that. Yeah. But if it's a break, if it's something much more severe, then I'm I really feel. I mean, this he, is a, if, I, I just hope. i just hope not the worst happens to him. That's what I really don't want. He
1: will make that Dal Ziggler list of uh, injury-prone. Yeah, <laughs> if, I hope if that. if that is the case.
0: I'm hoping that's not the case, so...
1: Yeah, well, we'll have to stay positive. But also, for Money in the Bank, this Sunday, we have two new matches added. We have... We have a 10 team match, which has been added, which is Rye versus Goldust and Stardust, which is not George's favorite character.
0: No. Sorry. As
1: we all know. But, you, you're not gonna tell me you didn't laugh when, when they cut that promo on Raw last night, and Stardust did his whole thing, and then Goldust is there, and then he looks at the at the reporter, and he goes, "No, I'm the normal one."
0: <laughs> that <laughs> that was, was pretty funny.
1: That was hilarious.
0: I found. Yeah, but I but but the whole point with Cody Rose is that with being Stardust now, look, I'm I'm not saying that the gimmick isn't funny and it's not it's not interesting, but I feel like that. You know, and I heard this, look, I, I talk about Don, Tony, Kevin Castle every week because I listen to him before I do this show. And I'll just make the point. He, Kevin Castle made a point on the show. I'll say the same thing here that, you know, I think Cody Rhodes, there's nothing left for this guy because it's obvious that Cody Rhodes will not be getting any more significant pushes in this seven year run. He's been the with this company. And I think what's going to happen is they, they just, he just tried to find something to keep his career relevant. And that's what he's always done with his career because obviously creative doesn't give him anything and nobody else decides to get care. They kind of just let this guy do what he wants with whatever gimmick he's, you know, shuffled with.
1: Well, whatever, yeah, whatever he's given, he's always got over. And from what I'm hearing is they can go in two different directions right now, which if the Stardust doesn't get over, they're going to pull him out and then do a brother versus brother feud where he'll, you know, he'll pull away, but if it it seems like it's getting over so it looks like at SummerSlam they said that they would put them in a tag team uh in a tag team match so i would assume you would probably have Harper and Rowan win and then you go to SummerSlam or you know something like that and then you could have them go for the tag team gold and that would be that would be interesting like two dysfunctional people versus two crazies as well
0: i guess i, I don't i'm not sure how that's going to work out it's just that i'm not looking at any storylines i just think the fact that Cody Rhodes had a much better much like a Damian Sandow or, or, or a Dolph Ziggler, I thought there would be much more to work with him, but I guess that never happened. So, okay.
1: Yeah. Also, for those who are into Impact, as you know, they are coming to New York City this week. It has been reported, and the fans have voted unanimously. The six sided ring is back.
0: Hmm. Yes. I think this is a great move for them because they need to have something that's going to... I think, you know, taking them back to doing things that will make them different from WWE is what they have to do right now. They can no longer try to replicate or reciprocate. They can't do it anymore. Th- this, the thing is, they need to show that a different product goes out there. And um, TNA for years, I'll still think about the Six Re. one. I think about... The great the, the 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 glory days of TNA because since the Hogan Bischoff era, when they made it four 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 well four Jesus H four sides mm-hmm. it was not the same and I and I understand people are used to a traditional ring but you you're now. not I mean it's something to be said where I think six sides for some reason just feels for this company and it's going to be the most distinguishing factor. And when you're watching TNA, you're going to know you're watching TNA.
1: Now, here's the thing I have to ask you. Uh, since or we're impact. talking impact. Since we're talking about a six-sided ring, do you agree? Because as we've talked about, Austin Aries and also EC3 have been very vocal about how this isn't good for wrestling on. And also, AJ Styles has talked on several podcasts how a six-sided ring has pillars placed to where it seems like you're almost hitting like concrete and... and and stuff like that, where it, it could be more vicious on the body. So, what do you think about that?
0: <sighs> Ask the guys that had to go and wrestle through all that. I mean, how many wrestlers did we go through that all wrestled on six sides?
1: I mean, Rude still there. Styles did it. Um... They
0: all did. Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, Sting. You have a uh, you have Jeff Hardy back in the day. You had Raven. You had Savage. You had Kurt Hennig. You had Jeff Jarrett. You had you know LAX. You had Uh, I mean you had you know uh, New Age Outlaws you had every all these former WWE guys Christian Cage Rhino you every look you know the the fact they don't like change going back to reverting back and I understand some people just don't like the idea but you know what the X Division matches were also very good hey look you're in a different company you're not gonna do WWE style the whole point is if you can't adjust to this ring I don't know what to tell you it's like you know uh, look, Austin Aries, he can complain about all he wants, but I, I'm sure as hell, if he wants to get out there and be noticed, he's going to go ahead and, and deal with that six-sided ring.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, and the I, I agree with you. I, it, it's a totally different place of business. They created this ring for this company. It's never been seen anywhere else. So they obviously had to think outside the box when, you know, Derek brought this in. Um, but at the same point, um, you know, you, you brought up Rhino, which is,, um, you know, he you know, impact WWE and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. but all, just to let you know, he will be one of the people in attendance for the impact tapings this week in New York City. He will be with Tommy Dreamer.
0: As far as I've heard, I've heard that Tommy Dreamer's coming in. We saw him on Thursday night. He also is going to be accompanied by people from his house of Hardcore promotion. Um, we know Great Mood is supposed to be showing up on the first day of t- uh, the first show uh, and uh, 24th. Yeah, that's, it's just coming up Thursday, I believe. Great mood is supposed to be showing up. Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy are reuniting for the final show there. Um, I've heard Homicide. I've heard Loki, a.k.a. Caval, returning. Yeah. Um, I mean, like they're doing all the right things. Devon is it rumored to be returning. Like, there's a lot of things there that are the right things to do. You have to do this. There's just no choice. I mean, You know, all the, all the people that are bringing in right now, you know it's it's fine i think just for this new york crowd they need to do something just to create a little novelty and you know i think the most important thing was is that they did a few things after slammiversary to kind of change the direction of some of the storylines and i think they did some things for good leading into new york city and i think they had to make these changes to go ahead and now forward.
1: do you think they're going to just do this for the three shows or are they going to do it for the uh, additional three shows which they added
0: as far as I know, the six-sided ring. If they made a decision, they're going to stick with it.
1: Well, I'm talking about having a, a full stacked card. Because I mean, when you look at the Hardy Boys reuniting, you talked about you know titles changing. Bobby Lashley's champion. He's fighting Jeff Hardy. I mean, do you see them pulling out the uh, the stops for uh, the for the shows in August, which I believe are the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh?
0: They're going to have to just. They, they have to. They have, oh. I mean. Because you got you have to
1: reconsider at the same time, August because they're gonna do three weeks of taping this week that should set them off to the end of July. So yeah. you figure if they're gonna do three tapings in August, that's gonna set them up at the end of August, which the Bound for Glory uh, the Bound for Glory series will start.
0: Well, no, no, no. They're gonna worry about Destination X, and then and they they don't have to worry about until okay, um, everything leading up until. Before the Bound for Glory series will be handled, f- starting at the New York tapings in August. That's when we'll probably start seeing the Bound for Glory series.
1: But that's what I'm saying, because um, as I told you earlier before we talked, um, I know mm-hmm. you've asked me if I was going to go to any shows. Um, a tenant bought tickets and, uh, from my job, and uh, he you know, he wants me to go. I'm going to be attending the August 5th show at the Manhattan Center.
0: Yeah, and also a couple of things I also heard was... Um, I don't know if you mentioned this as well, but they actually actually mentioned for the New York City tapings on June 25th. Um, let's see here. Okay, there's going to be a TNA World Heavyweight Title match. Jeff Hardy will take on the new TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Lashley. That's uh, on Thursday. Actually, that's see that's this that's tonight or th- coming up th- today. Um, also. The winner of Hardy versus Lassie will defend the title against Austin Aries at the Destination Next pay-per-view or event that will tape the next night, following Aries' title victory. Um, actually, so they taped last night, or they, did they tape last night? No, yeah, they're
1: they're gonna do the they're gonna do ten, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So technically, it's midnight as we're talking right now. So they yes. will do tonight. They will do Thursday, and they will do Friday. And then they're gonna come back August fifth, which I believe is a Tuesday. And then they're gonna tape until Thursday.
0: Okay, so there's a spoiler, and I'm gonna so I know what just happened here. There's a spoiler. We're gonna probably just go ahead and give out over here because
1: Austin
0: Aries, Austin Aries will become the new X Division champion. He will defeat Sonata, and the that's according to the Bethlehem, Pennsylvania tapings from Pat from last week. So then what'll happen is Aries will again get to exercise option C, and we'll take on the winner of Lashley versus Hardy the next night. And then it looks like all three days, Matt Hardy will be at all three shows.
1: He will be at all three They haven't specified whether or not if Jeff Hardy is going to do Jeff Hardy or Willow. And that's something you have to give right there.
0: Oh, so the, and the thing is too, is that what they've already taped right now, um, or what they're going to tape, I guess is, June twenty sixth, July third, and June July tenth. I'm not sure all the tapings and when they're going to be, when these things are supposed to be running. But they're obviously been doing a lot of work of, taping programming to go forward, and yeah. so we'll find out what that's all about. I, I think that the thing is the tapings that we'll be seeing that coming up this week will be for June twenty sixth, July third, July tenth.
1: Yeah, and the show that's on Friday is completely sold out, and the Wednesday and Thursday there are still some tickets available.
0: Oh wow! Okay, okay. Interesting. Um, anything um, else we got on the headlines? Because we're still reading on headlines. Jesus. Another,
1: uh, yeah, because there's just so much going on at this I time. Know. It, it's the most wonderful, wonderful time of the summer. Of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, um, there's also news reports on the dirt sheets that are saying that A.J. Lee is pregnant and that they do not know whether her status will be back.
0: So... Now, is that why CM Punk decided to marry so soon?
1: Hey, you can't wear white when you're eight months, so why not, right?
0: <laughs> <sighs> now, will that girl be crazy? Will, will, will that baby be crazy? Hmm. It, I, it'll definitely be straight edge, I'll tell you that much.
1: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> whether, whether, whether the straight edge drives him him or her crazy, that's mm-hmm. up to them.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> all right so let's see here um if you got any other stories i have one ring of honor story i got to bring up but please go ahead
1: on a quick note um as i brought up the tag team match i forgot to mention it earlier so i apologize um the second match that was added to money in the bank is a divas match it will be layla versus summer ray with a special guest referee fandango uh
0: the noodles to me so we're gonna a little bit later on to the end of the night we will go through the entire card upcoming and again we will do previews and predictions for all of that so stay tuned for the later on in the program
1: if i can quote mr burns excellent <laughs> uh,
0: well, smithers uh, uh, well that sounds great mr burns uh, <laughs> <Smithers>! <laughs> okay for those of you a ring of honor news real quick for those of you didn't know it best in the world. Uh, rick introduced their newest signing and he's a former nfl offensive lineman for the atlantic falcons quinn moose ojanaka and uh jj styles Jay lethal um they really given a lot of praise for this guy i guess for making the transition from football to the world of wrestling um just to give you a heads up, he played for the Atlanta Falcons and the St. Louis Rams. He appeared on the Ring of Honor's first Future of Honor show, which is their like version of NXT, and has been making independent appearances for the likes of Dragon to get USA. Also, just wanted to let people know that people, Ring of Honor will be also announcing they'll be returning to West Virginia, debuting in Wheeling, West Virginia, September 27th. 7th. And uh, funny thing is, is that, you know, this is one of the few re- arenas that Ring of Honor is actually going to, where it's a large arena. The the, the arena is called the West Bank Arena. It's a ten thousand seat arena. Moving on up to the east side. It's a large arena. I guess the idea is, the the reason why they're doing this is because that Ring of Honor, and you know, is, is shown via a Sinclair Broadcasting affiliate in West Virginia, and it's one of their most popular weekend shows. The show draws over a hundred thousand viewers a weekend, so they think that they can get a good chunk of that crowd to show up.
1: Excellent, and that's a great that's a great move that they're taking. It's uh, yeah. it's totally going to pay off, I believe.
0: I mean, I think a whole lot's going to happen. I think there's some good repercussions that will happen as a result. And like I said, we'll bring up the, we'll bring up more about the uh, best of the world pay per view in just a few minutes. But um, I guess what it comes down to is um you know what I'll, I'll hold off when we get the money in the bank we'll go ahead and talk about the whole thing with um with, with all the changes that went on in terms of uh like how this championship picture looks i think we're gonna table that so let's just do that real quick well, the only thing i haven't checked real quick mark is i didn't get to check to see if you had questions yet i did have one. Oh, that's right i do have one for ambulance switch foot so we do have to bring that up so here's what it is. and this is about money in the bank. so we're gonna take this as our opening rant really quick uh, question is, title is, let me zoom this up. Different possibilities for the outcome of Money the Bank ladder match in the Divas Division. Could you and Mark your mark see Bray Wyatt winning the Money the Bank ladder match for the World Heavyweight Championship to have storyline continuity with Bray Wyatt beating Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble and having Bray Wyatt as the heel champion going against Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam? Could you guys consider John Cena winning the, that championship? facing Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam and Brock getting his win back from Extreme Rules 2012. Um, Do we think the match... So let's start with that.
1: Okay, yeah,
0: we'll dissect it. Um, Okay, let me just ask you this real quick before anything else. Sure. Okay. Let's dissect who we think is definitely not going to win that championship ladder match. I want to say Orton. (laughs) Sheamus. Del Rio. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we are left with Roman Reigns, John Cena, and Bray Wyatt, right? Oh, and Kane—we'd knock out. Kane's gone.
1: Kane, well, Kane, Kane. is knocked out. He won't even be a thought in it. I no. think it's too early for Roman Reigns. I think I'm gonna knock. I'm gonna knock Roman Reigns out and say he needs to win a Royal Rumble and go to WrestleMania to get his big moment. I think it's it's too early for him. He just can't leave a faction and get a title. It, it's not gonna happen that easily. So I'm, I'm gonna knock him out, just in my own opinion. And how do you feel about that?
0: Roman Reigns just can't be in this. It's way too soon. It's 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 a exactly. year too soon for him. And, at least a year.
1: And that and that's exactly where I stand. That so we both agree on that. Um. So we have left. We have left Orton and Cena.
0: Oh Bray Wyatt and Cena. I take Orton out of that picture. I don't see Orton back again. The, the here's the thing. Now we all, we have already learned as well, which we didn't bring up with the news, but I've heard this already from other uh, other outlets. Brock Lesnar is signed to return at SummerSlam. And he's also supposed to be wrestling in the summer, at uh, the pay per view in the September.
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna knock Randy Orton out. I'm gonna knock, you know, Cesaro out. I'm gonna knock everybody and Bray Wyatt out. I'm gonna knock everybody. I'm thinking Cena walks away with the title because, like Switch uh, Switchfoot said, the only thing that can make Brock Lesnar relevant is to have him say, "I want the win and I want the title," and it's gonna make him more fierce to go against John Cena.
0: The bottom line is, no matter how you slice it, John Cena needs to win this belt because of two things. Because he needs to, if he's going to be the one taking on Brock Lesnar, that match. I mean, he's the only person right now that anyone can feel could take on Brock Lesnar right now. I mean, and that's, that's
1: exactly how I feel. I mean, he's the
0: only person right now on the roster that looks like could be a formidable opponent at this point. After Lesnar comes back. Defeating the Undertakers undefeated streak.
1: See, Cesaro is a a point where he should win, but he's not going to win. And the the fact is they're going to do a Lesnar and Cesaro, but I think you will see that at Survivor Series more, where you could see Paul Heyman go the distance of, you know, this and that. And then you will see him quickly turn and become the face, and he will take on Brock Lesnar eventually down the line.
0: Cesaro and Roman Reigns are guys that you see win that belt after next year's WrestleMania. Yeah. Period. Yeah, those guys either have long runs where they get after post WrestleMania title runs individually. Um, you know, with Roman Reigns, I think I, I I know. Okay, with Cesaro, because you got Paul Heyman, you have to consider him in the main event picture. I think what Cesaro needs to do is, you know, continue to do that heel role, but I'd like to see him in a title program going after the belt. I, I'd like to see Cesaro and Cena in a program after this. Like, you know, what could happen is um, Cena could get a big rub and defeat Lesnar. I don't know if you can, I not know if people are going to say, like if you're trying to read the storyline, you know, Brock Lesnar probably would be the one that needs to go and win. But I think John Cena has been the guy that is able to beat. He can, he can defeat Brock Lesnar. That's been proven. And I think what's going to happen is that SummerSlam, if that match actually happens and Cena comes away with it, then we'll see Cena and Lesnar. Cena will win. And then Cena needs to the one that needs to be continue to hold that belt because he needs to be the one that Cesaro takes on. Because it's the only guy that is truly successful and putting somebody over right now is John Cena. That's that he's the golden boy. At this point and he's still still best used when he's champion, but he's able to the, he's going to drop the belt to somebody that will become an even that will, that will also get a major rub and will get elevated as a result. That's what's going to happen. And that we talked about it extensively the last few weeks where Daniel Bryan was elevated because of the John Cena rub because he beat john cena at SummerSlam, because he was given chance after chance because of john cena endorsement and it was and was vilified it was it was credited and, and it was it was endorsed and it was proven when he won the matches that he won at wrestlemania this past a few months ago daniel bryan solidifies the main event when he comes back we need to continue to create more people like him roman reigns is on the cusp he is right there. But the whole point is, I mean look, even with Sting back in the day, or when you had like uh you know, or even even the uh, the Rock back in the day, those guys still need more time. You gotta give more time because right now Roman Reigns just taking him out of a faction, you can't expect him to hold that crowd for more than a couple minutes when he gets a hot tag in a tag team match or gets a, gets a flurry of, of punches and gets a lot of offense in that gets the crowd pumping. You're talking about that guy right now could not sustain that kind of pop for like a 20, 30-minute pay-per-view match. Roman Reigns, at this point, is in the right spot for himself. I think you, know, you could have even let the Shield stay around a little longer, but the breakup was a good time. I think Roman Reigns, what you do with him right now is you let him build that singles uh, match persona. He needs to now, he got the individual look. He definitely stands out. You need to let that guy and his green work start working some long matches, start getting some programs with some very prominent people. And you build that guy up, and you make him somebody that's going to be absolutely like unstoppable. Oh yeah! By the time he gets a chance at the title, and people will be begging for it, just like they were begging Daniel Bryan to win.
1: Exactly. And um, as you talk about John Cena getting people over with, you know, whether he's endorsing them or just putting them over in the ring, like Bray Wyatt, as mm-hmm. you noticed on Raw the other night, uh, last night when he. Uh, he threw Cena up in the air and gave him that European uppercut again. It's just great to watch.
0: Oh, yeah. that sells beautiful. the hell out of it. It's just Cesaro... If There was a chance for Cesaro to get something more because Heyman is being restricted to what he's allowed to say. He can only talk about, you know, just only so much. He only get some very limited time right now. He's the one in 21-1, and one, and that's his
1: gimmick right now.
0: And on top of that, he's basically getting as much of a rub... As much as Curtis Axel got, like so, really Paul Heyman, and that's not that's not Paul Heyman's fault. It's that Cesaro's getting that Curtis Axel kind of rub. Like, yes, they paired you with Paul Heyman, but that's all you're getting is the fact you got Paul Heyman at ringside with you. Otherwise, you notice Paul Heyman has not done anything to interrupt or interfere in his matches, right? Yes. Paul Heyman just sits back there and does this whole thing. It's, but,
1: it's it's just like CM Punk on the microphone when he was with Paul Heyman. CM Punk did all the talking and Paul Heyman, you know, he had the back seat to it. But Punk didn't need it. Paul Heyman to talk from where as no. the point, you know, where he can talk Paul Heyman to help Cesaro.
0: But Cesaro has not received anything extra from Paul Heyman. Nothing. And, that's, and that is not because Paul Heyman isn't trying. It's because they're giving him limited stuff to do. Yeah. I mean, so Heyman just sits back there. He's getting a paycheck. He's coming in to you know, do Raw and SmackDown, and he talks about Cesaro, and he's at ringside. But honestly, I mean, Paul Heyman's not getting a chance to make anything with this Paul Heyman guy. He's just, like, just putting him with a manager more than just having him with, with anybody. Like, he's just not impactful. Like, can I tell you who's more impactful than Paul Heyman right now? Lana. With Rusev. Yeah. Jesus H. Lana is like one of the best people at collecting. Here's the thing because Lana, with the stuff they're giving her, she's getting that heat and she's able to directly channel it to Rusev because Rusev is getting that heat just as much. Vicky Guerrero, every time she got heat, couldn't transfer that to Ziggler and Swagger, right?
1: No, and the only
0: reason she could to Edge, she could with Edge.
1: The only reason it works for Edge is because Edge knew how to talk on a microphone. He can
0: get himself over. And and look at Zeb Coulter. Like any he gets, where is Jack Swagger getting it? None. Yeah. This is a creative problem. This is a very big creative problem because you got some great managers in here, and you're not like it's like, you know, you're giving him like you're you're putting him in a prominent place, but you're not writing for these guys at all. Like, I understand Lana Rusev because I bet you Vince is, like, really high on Rusev right now because it's this big monster guy he's really trying to make big, and they're doing everything they can to do it. So Sassaro's been a project for a while. They, they, he, he's he's at his spot right now because he's earned it. He deserves to be at the spot. But something more needs to come for Sassaro to have a chance. And I think, you know, you break him off into a good program, that's what needs to happen. He hasn't had any programs since Paul Heyman came in. Has he? Has Cesaro even had like, um, except for like some feud with Jack Swagger, which was insignificant? Who else has he feuded with? Just Sheamus. That's like, that's really that's it. And you know, it's just don't think significant. Which
1: Sheamus repeatedly gets the win over him every time they fight.
0: And they're getting the half-ass angles. So they're not even getting like a full written angle. They're not a, they're not the big money angles, so they're not getting written for that much. Yeah. So they're only going to get limited TV time just for their in-ring stuff, not for anything else. And that's what we've seen so far with this build-up to Money the Bank that's been limited for all those guys that are in this match, period. So, but we already kind of agree. We know Cena, I think, in both of our eyes, I think Cena is the guy that we see that needs to win this belt, and we need to see him continue to like move forward because for the best of the company, we need this for West best for Business. We need to see him putting guys over. Randy Orton, you know, to his to his to his credit, you know, I know he would make a good... You know, I always thought, like, you know, he's a credible champion. Can't get anybody over. Can't do it. It's just, the not in his nature. It just doesn't... Nobody cares.
1: And it's not that it's not in his nature. It's just, it seems like no matter what he does, it's just his... Uh his pro like his stock stays the
0: same. No one cares. Exactly. No one cares.
1: I was yeah. trying, I was sugarcoating it,
0: but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it really is. And it's just, <laughs> but there's nobody else. Like honestly, like the only other guy, and by the way, also I heard this too. Um there was an interview I heard recent Oh, www.com had an interview with Batista, and you do know that, you know, he is going to be returning in the near future. Yes. So he's not going to be gone for long. Batista, honestly, if you booked him right this time coming around, he has enough reason for it. Batista could be champion and put somebody over. I really think that. He's still got that star power. I really feel that. And if he comes out as a heel champion.
1: And the way and the way he did it this time by leaving Evolution, it'll get him over with the fans
0: more. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel something good about that. Alright, so we're gonna continue with that a little bit later on with your breakdown of Raw and we break down money at the bank. Now Second question, Paige and Cameron this week on Raw. Uh, what do we think about Paige's run as a Divas champion? Do you think fans think of Paige as a one-handed wonder or a flash in the pan? Look, pe- with the-
1: she's, she's, she's a flash in the pan. I don't see her. You know, here's the thing about the Divas is they won't be as big as they are just because Total Divas has its own show. So that will forever hold any diva with any ability to do any wrestling move down. I mean, whoever's on the show will be the main spotlight and Paige, she came in, she came hot, but I don't think it's gonna last. You see now when she comes out, she doesn't even get the huge pop like she used to. No. It's it's all dwindling down to nothing.
0: No. Look, here's what's going on. Paige has a different look. Paige has a different you know, style of wrestling. I think um they should have never put on Raw. They should have never done anything where it comes to like giving her the belt right away. They hot shot it. And now it's burned page. And now it's a matter. You got to rebuild this character. I don't know if you take her back to NXT and let her get uh, and give her some more seasoning. Cause I think that's what might be, what might be the deal. I mean, the whole problem is page has been around for a long time, but she's 21 years old. She's got a lot of time in this business. And regardless of what people will say, like, She's nervous. She's obviously... Like, this limelight of being on Raw in front of this big crowd, it's affecting her. Because you know what? I've seen matches of hers on NXT that are excellent. Yeah. She's an excellent wrestler. I don't care what anybody says. She's great on NXT. She was too 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 early for... Uh, not ready for prime time. She just wasn't. Like, if you're going to bring her out at all, you need to bring her out on SmackDown. Like, I mean, it's just what it had to be. I think some of these NXT people, you know... When SmackDown was used as a different brand, there was a taped show. You bring those new new people out there. That's when Sin Carl was being debuted. Remember, they always put them on on SmackDown because you know what? If he botched up, yeah, you fixed it. You yeah. You fixing a post. With 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 Paige right here, and also Paige would get more FaceTime, some more time, like, you know, with interviews and stuff, but like you're expecting this WWE creative team, this hack creative team to do anything on Raw when they don't care about her. Like, I mean, they gave him a five-minute match this week, and they're more concerned about, you know, incorporating total diva storylines into into the stuff right now. Like, Credit Raw is getting more time because three hours, they're giving the divas now, like, two, you know, segments of the show now. But the whole point is, is that, I mean, you're putting, people aren't going to give a shit about Paige because
1: well, you know, they're just you, not. Well, they're not going to care about Paige because, they're also building up their own, their own subliminal messaging of what's going to happen for total divas. I wanted to point this out last week, but you know, I got totally sidetracked because we got into the whole Kevin Hart thing that that ruined us. I but uh, um, it, you know, you noticed last week. You noticed again with Ni- with uh, Cameron and Naomi is that Cameron isn't smiling anymore, and you see they're going to take a bit of a turn that they're going to become rivalries. You know, they're going to start feuding with each other. And what they're doing is by them having you know uh, Cameron sit there with Paige and they're going to talk and all this stuff and none of that. They're only going to take your eye off Paige to make sure you watch Total Divas, so you can watch an hour, so you can see Naomi and Cameron have a falling out. And that's what they—that's what they want you to watch. They don't—they don't care about Paige. They don't care about anything. They want to make sure that you're going to tune in every Sunday to watch Total Divas.
0: The bottom line is the segment on Raw that James Lewis, was referring to. Was a cluster, way too much going on that not enough people with that low common denominator can follow. They're not gonna. They're, you're expecting them to know what's going on on Total Divas. You expect them to, you know, put two and two together when Paige is supposed to be taking on Naomi, but the is going between her and her partner Cameron. You know, I mean, it's like, and Cameron's acting more heelish while Naomi's still the face. Like, you know, Paige and Naomi are gonna take on each other. Respect, respect. I'm going to say this, Paige and Naomi will probably be a pretty good match on pay-per-view this weekend, sure. but otherwise, like, on Raw, on these TV matches, they're just not helping each other. No. Nah. Um, and because also, the thing, too, is that you also botched up Alicia Fox, who, like, for the last few weeks has been, like, this bipolar character. She's been red hot. And they, like, tamed her. Like, she, they neutered her this week.
1: Oh, they neutered her completely. They're like, let her lose, and then let's throw her in some slop later on.
0: Isn't <laughs> I don't know what they did. Like they just went. I don't know why they just scrapped everything. But like I thought, Alicia Fox was going to come in become this new tyring, you know, freaking divas champion, and they were going to do some stuff with her. But I guess not.
1: Maybe maybe they're going to um, wait for Naomi to be champion to do that. But then, but then it could be you know racist to be black on black crime. We can't have that.
0: <laughs> so the problem is, too is that with NXT, the way the women's divisions have been running over there, like their thing too is that it's like it's been wrestling. They're not doing the diva stuff that the Raw and SmackDown are doing. Not at all. Like, the thing is... Charlotte
1: and you know, Italia. Jesus.
0: Here's the thing. Uh, let me just put it like this. We're not doing Divas searches no more. There are no more Candice Michelle's or, you know, Kelly Kelly's coming in no more that don't know how to wrestle. They're bringing in actual wrestlers. Sarah DeRay is over there, damn it. is working on those wrestlers and she's, like, building them up and making something out of them. So right now... What the hell are we doing here? Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, that's what's going on. I mean, people don't understand that that's what we're doing. Like, things are changing right now to the point that um You like you said, at Takeover, Charlotte and Natalia. Or we're seeing Bailey who could wrestle like a wrestle pretty good. We can see Sasha Banks could wrestle pretty good. Like you're you're just seeing this. Alexa Bliss can wrestle. Like you and Paige and Natalia was all in that mix. And you had some wrestling going on, like when the way, like remember again, one of the best matches WWE had all year, the best Divas match we've seen in a long time was Charlotte and Natalya a few weeks back, which was amazing, yeah. and a fifteen minute match on top of that, it was just and and Herod was at, on their seat watching. You're not going to get people don't and care about those matches. The problem I, is,
1: and I think one of the last times before that was Paige versus Emma for the for the Arsenal
0: NXT, and Emma can wrestle. Mm-hmm. And people are just not saying anything about it. You have to remember all these girls that are coming in, they all have wrestling backgrounds. They're all coming in here. And you know, so are not getting like those extra super hot like girls. Like even like, you know, one of the few that came out summer Ray, but let me tell you, summer Ray spent four years in developmental and she was able to learn how to wrestle. And she comes in here and she knows they all learned. I mean, if, if Layla had to learn by, you know, uh, learn hands on, you know, learn in, in training, like that's just what had to happen to her. But like others, I mean, Michelle McCool was the same thing. It's just like some of these girls were just, you know, diva search kind of people, just models. They were kind of crafting. So the divas, I mean, right now the divas that they have, there's people are just still kind of, they're programmed to watch the divas just kind of look hot and just have some little bullshit thing going on. That's what Cameron was. Naomi has some wrestling stuff, but she was also like modeling and stuff before. The whole thing is, is that the the perception of the divas it's not ready to be changed yet i mean people still think that you know we're never going to see like people like leaders trish Stratus or mickey james ever again but look aj could give us good matches caitlin could give us good matches but you know change and right now Paige, you know her style clashes with everything that's raw smackdown is all about and what the divas division is all about Mm -hmm. and i think but the whole point is too is that i think with Triple H, I bet you the whole idea is, is that Paige is supposed to be the catalyst of trying to change that Divas Division. That's why you're getting to see these girls get more time because they're trying to make it more than just mud matches and with, laundry and with, stripping down to nothing. Like they don't want to have bikini contests. Like they're trying to let them wrestle again. Yeah, they're trying and, to get some re- re- some legitimacy to the division again. And,
1: and, and as everybody knows, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes you know, it takes a while.
0: It's going to take a long time for that. Finally, you know, you brought up Kevin Hart earlier and how we got run off the rails. So He did it Amber again, that football. son of a bitch. <laughs> he has to mention Tyler Perry. He says, do you think he is funny? And lastly, do you think any of his sitcoms are any funny? Uh, he says, we're still enjoying the podcast. Keep up the good work. Tyler Perry's funny. The whole, like... Um,
1: Listen, I, I've, I've watched Meet the Browns. I've watched the, uh, the other one with the... Uh, no, Meet the Browns, and uh, what's the other one? Pain?
0: House of Pain. House
1: yeah. of Pain. I've watched those two. I've seen the... Um, I'm not a big fan of the Medea movies, but I've seen... Uh, huh? Yeah.
0: I I mean, the- they're funny. They're okay. Yeah. I don't think... I, I think Tyler Perry is very, is very talented. That guy's got a lock on 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 the on you know, the on the on the black community. Period. Like that guy can put out anything and it's gonna make a million bucks.
1: It's so funny with hundred million bucks. Excuse it's me. One of the best things Keenan Thompson does on Saturday Night Live is Tyler Perry because you yeah. see him sitting. You see him sitting there talking, but as he's talking, he just has a handful of hundreds, and he's just counting them and throwing them up in the air.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, <laughs> and it's just the truth. He's just. He he has the black community by the balls but
0: but he's good but I'm not knocking him for anything else but I mean I think Tyler Perry. I've seen some of the movies he's done like some of the serious movies and stuff. Guys Diary of a mad black, Diary of a mad black woman and all these why did I get married kind of stuff. I've seen some clips of that stuff. That's oh, deep stuff. What? He's, he's a good he's a good director. He's a good he's good. He's a good writer. Period.
1: Was, you know what? I'm going to IMDb this real quick as we talk. But he was actually in a recent movie uh, of an action movie.
0: Oh, he sucked. Alex Cross. I hated it.
1: Alex Cross?
0: Yeah, that was based on another character. I forget who originally ran the I think it was, um, it was another movie off of somebody else. I forget. But it was just, I didn't like the movie at all. It really was no, bad. No, no,
1: no, no, no. He played um, in, I think, a, a, another thing of that. I want to say it was Captain America, but... He—it's not Captain America. I know. I know. I'm talking crazy there, but um, let me. I'm gonna look it up. But he actually was just uh, like an agent. Like just—you would have no idea it was him. I was watching. I was like, "Is that Tyler Perry?" I was like, "But it was." So. Oh,
0: not New Guns. No, not Two Guns. Um,
1: it was. It's fairly new. It, it was a decent movie. He popped in. He popped out. He just played an agent. Um, I, I can I'm looking up IMDb right now and uh i'll have it in a second so we can i can just you know i can just continue to just prolong this as i am doing right now yeah i'm not
0: (laughs) sure what it is either but um either which way what i will say now since you're taking that point across or you're like kind of looking up stuff i will tell you a black themed uh television series came up a couple weeks ago the one that um Fifty Cent is producing or co producing mm-hmm. called Power that's on stars, Omari Hardwick and Naitiri Naughton. Love beats and Natalia Naughton. She's like damn hot, man. Oh wow. She used to be on you remember that, that little like that group called three LW? It was like the, the, yeah. the girls that were singing. Yeah. And they had a Latin a Spanish chick named Adrian Bolano, who's like just Uber hot, like love me some Adrian Bolano. Like have you ever <laughs> look at her? Yeah jesus h he's freaking hot it's a little shorty but puerto rican hotness like personified um
1: so real quick the uh, the movie i was talking about was um a month and a half ago on fx i watched star Trek, and that's what he's in oh he plays admirable rich barnett he's in the first one from 2009 because i watched that one and then i immediately watched into the darkness and i love the new star Trek franchise but he was in that one yes
0: Wow, I didn't realize that. Huh.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was looking at this guy. I was like, "That looks like Tyler Perry." I was like, that "I like, that doesn't look like he, you know." He was, <laughs> but it, it wind up, I would him. He was, it was him, and just showing you true fact now. He was in Star Trek from 2009 with Chris Pine. <laughs>
0: That's cool. That's cool. I, I don't mind that. Uh, All okay, right. So quickly, we got to move along here on the show. We we got so much to do, and we have so little time here. Um... Now, let's move on the impact. We'll just do a quick breakdown of that. A few things that happened on their uh, taping from on their live show from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania this week. Crowd was actually not too bad for it. It was a little quiet for some of it, but it was like, uh, if it was worth, it was nice to get away from the, uh, the impact zone and that really stale crowd, like always happens when they go tape their a billion, a billion shows. And you know, the other crowd just gets old really quick. Uh-huh. It's unfortunate. So. Yeah, for sure. Um. Okay, so a couple things I gotta mention. Um, not too much, just a few little things. Um, first of all, okay, I'm, I was actually glad that after a pay per view, normally TNA will take like about an hour and a half of like promo time, and we won't have any matches for the first hour of the show. I don't know why. They think it's like. It's like Kevin Nash booking WCW. So they finally had a... <laughs> it really was. Look, I, you ever knew that? There was like... I remember the, one of the first times when Kevin Nash was booking WCW in 98, where Eric Bischoff let him do it, and the word was in the dirt sheets was, is that the first hour had no wrestling, and it was a three-hour nitro. And Kevin Nash, because the ratings were so good, the rating didn't drop from the p- previous week. And Kevin Nash was trying to prove like almost like it's a bet that he could run promos and he could run other things going on for the first hour of Nitro and it wouldn't the ratings wouldn't drop. He he said he guaranteed it. And it didn't. <laughs> this is him like playing with the product. It was it's horrible those days. He's also the, yeah, thank you for the finger puppet, dude, Kevin. Um Yeah, so what they did was they gave us uh, a title match to start. They gave us Kenny King and Eric Young to start off the night. You know, and they did some stuff where you know they did. They quickly went into some stuff where, um, you know, they were removing some things. and did the board of directors things, and uh, they did the match, which I think it wasn't even though it was like a five minute match or whatever. And you know, E. Y. finished. It was a what four minute match? Okay, at least they put a match there. But then, of course, they incorporated all of the other things going on because um, then you know MVP started doing the whole the whole focus of the night was. You know, that's like book everybody in like these ridiculous matches that they can nobody could ever win. Um booking the Wolves the the to defend their titles and doing a whole thing where Earl Hebner was getting screwed over and he they fired him and you know Slapping him around and crap, and, and
1: then there was that stupid promo where MVP sits down with the ref for the main event. He's like, "All you gotta do, count one, two, three for Bobby Lashley, and your kids will have a good, a good college, a good education, and and all that stupid shit."
0: Yeah, I will say one thing about Impact this week was, um, okay, EC3, and I've said this for the last couple of weeks. I've really enjoyed. He's the best book person on this show, yes, yeah. of this company. Yeah. The hardcore American icon. Mentioning all his victories, where he... he Icon because he defeated the Sting. American because he defeated Kurt Angle. And now hardcore because he beat Bully Wright. EC3, my Bound for Glory series, Dark Horse, right here, baby. I want to see that guy by Bound for Glory or like by Genesis next year. EC3 needs to be champ. Yeah. A heel champion and like has the control because we don't even need dixie carter out there just ec3 just has the role of everything and rockstar spud does all his bidding and it's like i could just see so much happening with that character it's being booked so well i don't know why he's the only one that's getting booked well and everybody else gets booked to shit
1: yeah Uh, i don't know know. maybe he's sleeping with somebody
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh boy <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, but but for some reason this guy is the lucky one, where <laughs> yeah. Magnus and Samuel Shaw and Gunner are all getting crapped on, which um, you know, I, to each his own.
1: Um, and and Bram right
0: I did like the fact that at least with the tag title match we did see uh, Wolves and Samoa Joe, Austin Aries and Willow. Uh, I mean Samoa Joe and Austin Aries and Willow and Abyss, and they had a nice long match, which was nice to have. And then Tommy Dreamer. Responding to Twitter crap with Dixie. And, you know, I'll say something for Tommy Dreamer. I like his promos. I like the passionate stuff. And, you know, I, okay, he was there for such a stupid reason. Let me just say that, number one.
1: He was there because it it was like Philly. It was like Pennsylvania. The hardcore fans would be out. That's the only reason they brought him in.
0: Now, I enjoyed the fact that he gave this really heartfelt promo And I think some of those, like, was a real shoot. I enjoy that kind of stuff from him. Mm -hmm. Just like Shane Douglas and Nisa W. did the same thing. Those guys gave me those heartfelt promos, and I was always about those. I love that stuff. And I'll admit, I like Dixie Carter and how she reacted. And I think she played the role well. Like, you could tell she almost looked like she was in tears and she was feeling guilty. And then she she hugs Tommy Dreamer, and then she knocks him in the balls.
1: Do you like soap operas? Because I, because that was horrible acting, and then that and the nuts was worse. But
0: I li- I don't know but I like hey. Dixie Carter. Ow. I'm hey it was... I give Dixie Carter a pass on that. I like that segment. She... I just think that the but the purpose was stupid. Was horrible.
1: She's so good.
0: I like the segment. I th- I, li- I actually I I was amused by the segment, but it was poorly done. It was like the wrong reason to have there.
1: She. That's why. Yeah. She. She just bothers me. Um, but even then, she was just obnoxious. Like, she's like, you're right, you're right. And then that quick knee nuts. The only one who made that warranty for me was Rockstar Spud.
0: How about Kurt Angle talking to the MVP and all and talking about his pipe is bigger than yours with Lashley? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, <know. laughs> don't get it. Okay, and then okay, so then MVP just kept screwing on everybody, you know, right? The Wolves having to go ahead and defend the titles again against Magnus and Bram. Ugh. And then that match was quickly whatever happened. Um Tarant Terrell returning back. Hey. Terran Terrell looking good post baby, huh? Um she looked
1: she looked alright. I,
0: I liked her a year ago, but uh I loved her as re- uh, you know what? She made that referee outfit look damn Good.
1: She'll ever she'll forever hold a referee spot in my mind. But other than that, I mean, hey, she's gonna have something good if uh Drew McIntyre doesn't have a career because of her. So
0: And I will say another thing too. <clears throat> I love the fact that in New York we're getting the I love the fact we're gonna get a rubber match with her and Gail Kim. You never I don't think you saw that anniversary match, that ladder match they had last year. No, I did. Uh she Oh
1: <clears throat> there was a submission move on the ladder, which I really enjoyed
0: jesus h that match was was amazing last year mm-hmm. best best women's match last year by far yeah and i was just like they just i mean they really did let themselves go like they really hurt themselves I'm a, poor girls man they were just killing themselves to get the crowd and the crowd was just eating it up man it was uh-huh. great
1: oh i believe God. i believe when we were talking about that last uh, last year i was i was talking about how well books and uh, how great the knockouts are doing, and how I watched just because of the knockouts because they were booked so well. And whoever's booking the knockout should be booking TNA 100%.
0: Something like that, yeah. And beautiful people getting involved. I enjoyed all that. That was all shit cool. Bobby Lashley.
1: Wait, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, oh, sorry. Go ahead, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You just said beautiful people. Did you hear Bully Ray was on, o- on Opie and Anthony? He's doing like New York Press and stuff like that. And they were so a couple. Of them were on Fox News and stuff like that. But he was on Opie and Anthony. He talked about having an off the camera relationship with Brooke Hogan, but he's currently dating Velvet Sky. Really? That's what that's what he said. Yeah. Bully Ray. Bully Ray and Velvet Sky are an item.
0: Uh, Velvet Sky a couple of years ago. I don't know about now. Like, you know how many girl, how many people that she's gone out with. Like I remember going back to like Shannon Helms had had her a while years back in the prime. <laughs> uh, Chris Heyman, I think also had her as well I think for real. Um, Village
1: bicycle everybody gets a ride.
0: Well who do you who would you want to date in TNA all oh, those knockouts?
1: Uh, you know uh, you know Gail Kim would be one but she's married.
0: Oh yeah, Gail Kim yeah
1: Jesus. she'd be top priority there. Um, then there's the... Um, Brittany. Brittany, Then there's the, the uh, what's her name from the from the um, the carnival act. The menage. oh Rebel. Rebel. Oh yeah,
0: Rebel. Oh yeah, that's there's,
1: true. Yeah, there's a couple I like to throw a shot. As far as dating, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, see, if you ask me who I to for a shot, I can go on for a list. But dating, it have I'd have to narrow it down. Yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, and the Madison Rain. I mean, I'm, I'm the baby. I wouldn't need the. Worry about... But, I mean, you know.
1: That's, it, that's it, okay. She comes with luggage. I accept it.
0: Underestimating... <laughs> you know, the, the, the knockouts are underestimated. Definitely. How about ODB? Um, I would. I would, probably. I like big girls anyway. So
1: I, I, That would probably be a kind of ugly for me. That would be like a 5 a.m. call where if there was nothing at the bar, sure. But she, I would love to drink with her and hang out all night. She's more <laughs> of, a, of a friend... Uh, be a, like a friend because the the crew great. the crew I rode with she was fitting great with the
0: guys, this is true, yeah.
1: She could probably outdrink most of the guys, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so Bobby Lashley is given a chance. So what is it like? Every everybody that had a title got screwed over and had to wrestle multiple times, and MVP made sure to stack the deck. Nobody in the back, nobody you know, and behind the scenes, it was just the referee to count Bobby Lashley winning. And that's it. And uh okay, couple things out of this. All right. So Bobby Lashley is your new TNA World Heavyweight Champion. That's a traditional championship. He's not going to hold on to it for long because I think the one need to happen was the original plan was MVP was supposed to win it, but because of the injury. So before New York City, the, Eric Young, to his credit, I mean, guy had some. He had some really tried tough, but he sold that, nobody can buy it. No He's, one can buy it, man.
1: He sold the shit out of that spear
0: though. No, Eric Young is I'm like I, I I feel bad for him, bro, but the problem is he was never meant to be champion. He just wasn't.
1: No, they just followed the, the WWE protocol. Daniel Bryan had a beard, he had a beard, they're like, let's give him the title. They now
0: did. granted, you know, for for prestige sake, I mean that guy you know, if you would have just, you could have done it right to make him a legitimate champion, but TNA just screwed that whole thing up so bad. Like, there was no way to make him believable in the short amount of time. It's just like the Chris Sabin run. There's just no way anybody thought that they could make that guy a champion. Um, they did a good job with Magnus. They did a good job with uh, Bully Ray in the last couple of years. This doesn't make sense. And then on above everything else, Bobby Roode comes back as a face. I, I which we kind of
1: which we kind of saw of you know him and Dixie and everything, but he got a huge pop. Um, you know. Okay, but
0: what is he gonna do? Like, if our, if if I were TNA, put him back with James Storm redo beer money for just that crowd for the new york crowd and get them over just like i said i don't know why they're not but a tna in new york city they're going to rely on wwe names to push their shows they have no faith in any tna originals to do anything to make these shows bankable or marketable now maybe which that's is, the truth but is, i which, mean which is what, the, what does i tell you about that what do i it tell you about that company
1: in the red
0: the final countdown (laughs) i I hope they look i hope they get their shit together we need this company we need it they just can't go fall apart like this i won't i mean we gotta hope they get them get their act together they have to like you know nobody in america wants to just see WWE style we can't have that and thank God, Ring of Honor is finally making a, getting to be something significant now. Like they're they're a company that people can actually look and say, "Oh, look, they're on pay per view; they're legitimate now." I mean, finally. I mean, how ECW wasn't until like I mean, ECW was, was thought as legitimate even when they didn't have a national TV deal, but they were syndicated in their show just anyway, just like Ring of Honor. I mean, they were just on like cable networks all over the country. But ECW, the same way, they never had a national deal until one, they only got it for one year. But they had pay-per-views going on like crazy, and people knew ECW. So people are going to get to know Ring of Honor because of their pay-per-views. And hopefully more stations around the country will pick that show up. So they're going to get that third spot. But we still need, we got to have the alternative. And I think, you know, with Tina getting at the ring like that, they're gonna just—they're just gonna try to work through New York City and just say, "Look, here's our star power. It's all these guys that we ne- that were never ours, that we never built ourselves. We're gonna make those guys prominent, and that's gonna be the face. If that's what they gotta do to sell tickets, and that's what they gotta do to like so the crap the crowd doesn't crap on them, like they're catering to New York. The enti- like they don't care about the TV audience. They're caring about New York. The next three tapings. There. There.
1: They're trying to get these big names in just to make it look like that they can get their contract with Spike again, and the Spike's gonna renew because they can always work with Bellator TNA uh, with the Rampage and King Mo things. So, you know, it's obvious that they're gonna they're gonna re-sign them, but it seems like they're making them really work for it just to show that they that Impact will have the financial yeah. backing, and that's all they're exactly. showing.
0: Um, so there's bring there's Impact for this week, NXT if you get a chance and actually i'll even show you a go look on youtube and do a search for the vaude villains i just got to point out on nxt this week one of their characters which is named the artist aiden english you got to watch this on nxt and hopefully they'll bring him back this week um this is angela Dawkins and travis tyler took on the vaude villains aiden english if you've ever seen him he has that like, this the weird like matted like dark hair and he has like this whole thing where he's like he has a singing voice like it's almost like operatic and all mm-hmm. and he's the one that sings to the ring and gets the roses and all that stuff and then he's been paired now with this like strong man type gimmick by a name by a guy by the name of simon gotch he's a little short guy but his whole gimmick is he's trying to act like a, like a strong man from the 1920s like both of these characters look like something out of like some vaudeville like carnival thing from Boardwalk Empire or something like that yeah it's it's hilarious, and people just love this because both characters have their own little thing and like they had a little promo before they came out and they showed them in black and white this whole like film look as they're coming out to the ring mm-hmm. and they had like the whole like piano music like it's it had like that silent movie kind of treatment okay. it was hilarious I thought it was it was is such a funny gimmick and I'd say go watch NXt for that and also watch the match with uh, the essentially against Tyson Kidd and um, Sammy Zayn because Tyson Kidd, they're continuing to build the idea that Tyson Kidd's just going to turn heel, but they're just slowly building it out, and he's just getting more, more like upset. He's upset with Natalya, and he's trying to cheat to win, and he walked down on on Sammy Zayn. Like it's just good stuff going on right now there. Yeah. Um, and also Tyler Breeze was had a match, and he had a hell of a, a hell of a run out there, and he's looking like pretty good. I, oh, by the way, I didn't say this a couple weeks ago, but you also have to see. Tyler Breeze now has a music video i la Shine Michaels. So he's like, I, th- I know I look gorgeous. You sent he sings his own theme song. And there's a video for it, too. Yeah. It's hilarious. I'll
1: have to check it out.
0: Just a few things to bring up for those of you on NXT. I still watch it every week. It's part of my Friday night watching after I watch SmackDown, and I just enjoy it immensely. Um, nothing to talk about SmackDown. Let's just move along now to... Really quickly, if you didn't watch Best in the World... Mark, if you wanna just like take two minutes and just like um you know, earmuffs yeah. for like, two minutes I'm yeah. just switching that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna oh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna take my headphones off. I'll go use the bathroom.
0: Okay, so two minutes and, and just let me know when you come back.
1: Uh you know what? I'll
0: Oh, you're cutting out a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: We'll just catch you when you come back. Okay.
1: You just go and you just keep doing what you do best, all right?
0: count three minutes and come back. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Give me three steps. Three mysteries. That's a Leonard Skinner song. Anyways. So I mentioned points about the best of the world pay-per-view from this past Sunday. And if you guys didn't get a chance to catch the pay-per-view, then go ahead and check out, uh, the Sunday night podcast that we did at king of podcast.com, king of podcast.com. And of course, you know, just look at what we did on Sunday night. It was great. Um, for those of you that might've missed it, uh, A.C.H. won the six-man mayhem match, and is now been entitled to a future world television championship match. Uh, he defeated Takaki Watanabe, Caprice Coleman, Tadarius Thomas, Peter Whitmer, and Tommaso Ciampa, the Sicilian psychopath. Um, Jay Lethal defeated Matt Taven for the Ring World Television Championship to retain. Uh, uh, Roderick Strong defeated Cedric Alexander. The Briscoe Brothers defeated Matt Hardy and Michael Bennett in a tag team match. Um, Kevin Steen defeats solace Young. Red Dragon defeats Christopher Daniels Vickie to retain the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Michael Elgin is your new Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. Again, just afterthoughts just on this event, I, I would just... I mean, I don't think anybody, from all that I've heard, people, and I've not heard anybody really say anything truly negative about this event. Um, Look, you know, the production value is stepped up. They need to continue that production value and translate it into television. And like we said in the headlines, I think the idea of moving themselves into bigger arenas right now, you know, you're going to have to do the same thing like TNA does. Like, But I think you can step up to like 5,000 seat arenas now and at least just try to build some more. Um, And I think you have enough star power now where you could definitely try to build yourself up and say, hey, you have a chance to really do something with these guys. Like, you know, the thing is, I just think, you know, you take more time and, I mean, I I know there's something to be said about where there's not enough time to build storylines around these guys, but I think you're doing it. I think Rigavana right now if they're able to pull off four pay-per-views a year I think you make Final Battle your anniversary show and um I'm trying to think what the other one would be I, I think you yeah, you make those three shows your main three shows Final Battle continues to be your main main show um and best in the world. I think that's what you do. You make those four pay-per-views consistent every year, and that's what's going to be wonderful. Mark, are you back? I'm back. I could tell that you're back. Uh I just made my comments about Ring of Honor, so we're already done there. <laughs> so we can move on to Raw now.
1: All right, um, just back in this nick of time.
0: And at this point, we're also going to discuss Money the Bank, which uh we have matches that have been all schedule. And at this point, we have how many matches here? One, two, three four five six matches announced or unless i'm saying this wrong i'm not sure hold on oh uh, why is this doing this to me damn it all right i'll worry about that later okay so we have matches all set up for coming up for uh the pay-per-view um We've already talked a little bit about what we thought was going to happen for the upcoming match when it comes to um, the ladder match, but let's just go through real quickly through what's going on with Raw this week. First of all, Michael, Cole suit, Michael Cole's suit jacket, those stripes. Did you see that thing? That was just like, <laughs> I saw it on my TV screen. It looked so bad. <laughs> I just thought I had to make a point of that. Now, another thing. What the hell did they do to the Wyatt tag team music?
1: They turn them into he's got the whole world in his hands, but like a harmonic type thing.
0: It's horrible. I don't like it at all.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't know if it was played on SmackDown or not because I I just I I, I don't even, I don't think I watched it. I had a, a busy weekend. I saw Paramore and Fall Out Boy this weekend, so I just like I said i running. I've been running. I've been running a little bit mad, but. Uh, I heard it this week on the road when I watched it. And I was like, what is that? I was like, this harmonic sound. And it just, it it was like, what is that? And then I could just pick up the melody. And I was like, oh, it's the whole world in his hands. I said, I got it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was just, it was just, um, yeah, it sucked. No, no, when they came out um, on SmackDown, they just came out like the normal dude. It's like, you know, and then they come back. And then they come back. Like, they didn't have the music.
1: Yeah, and they ended that with it. It was like the, but you know what? I guess it gives the um, Luke Harper and Rowan. It gives them a personality and a persona where they don't have to depend on Bray Wyatt to come out with them all the time. As much as I don't agree with it, it gives that southern feel of the harmonics. But uh, Mm -mm. it's not the best. It's not the best, but it's just it's a good fix. But. They seem to be very gun-ho on this whole freaking whole world in his hands thing.
0: I hate it. I hate it to death. <laughs> it's 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 stupid. They they hope the crowd's gonna sing to it. I said from the get-go, get rid of the whole world in his hands thing. We don't need to hear that anymore. Look, he's already like I thought Bray Wyatt was actually like, you know, reborn. Do we need to have the same song over and over again? Let's do something else. Like let's get off this stupid kick with this song. This spiritual. It's enough. We could do something else with those guys. Um, I don't know. You could have just done something else. You could have just made some other music for them, and not this. Yeah. You, I, ho- I hope to change. It. I hope they change it quick.
1: You picked up on it, right? That it was the whole world in his hands.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm automatically, but I hated it. Like it's you wanted. To, they wanted to make it sound creepy. It sounds annoying. Is what it sounds like
1: yeah i agree i mean you could have done a modern
0: version like you could have you could have made it that song but you could have just done like you know what Give jim johnson this stupid thing to do
1: you know what you could you could have gave the guy who did bray wyatt's theme song you could have gave to him and said just recreate the whole world in his hands this way it has a similar feel of bray wyatt's intro and music but it also knows that it's the, it's the same environment, you know?
0: Uh, well, I don't even think we need that. I just don't think we need to have it at all. Just do something else. And honestly, what's so wrong with having the... Um... You know what? Okay. We don't need to have the song, them to come out with a song. Why don't just take a portion of the song, the beginning of the song, and let them come in with that and just loop it? How about that? How hard is that? Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, there's not any hard thing to do here. Come on.
1: One well, of the <sighs> they probably have to pay for copyrights because he's got a, a harmonica. I'm Like, bam, no, but bam. it's the
0: same song. No spirituals. It's, it's I think it's public domain. I'm not sure. Yeah, because it's over 100 years old. That's why they're using it. <laughs> no, just <laughs> rehash the Wyatt music and just use the first part of it. That's all you had to do. Loop it. Do we really have to do anything else? Come on. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know what they're doing. Well, it
1: it looks like they're trying to get Luke Harper over as anything because you notice his vest says he's got the whole world in his hands. Now the new merch they have is uh, the vest that Luke Harper mm -hmm. – Luke Harper had the denim vest. What they're selling you now is a shirt on the wwe shop and it's like it's basically the back of luke harper's vest except it's just a shirt form
0: okay uh okay well what i will say is that regardless of me hating the music we're this is the first tag team match and i can't remember the last time was the last time we actually cared about a match like after all the years of primetime players deuce and domino london and kendrick uh mcintyre and rhodes Bob Hawley and Cody Rhodes or Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase or all these makeshift freaking tag teams they always put together for the tag team titles, Air Boom or, you know, Our truth and Kofi Kings. Like, think of all these tag teams that have been makeshift. When's the last time you actually have two legitimate tag teams in a tag team matchup for the tag team titles? Yeah. It's been forever. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the first times I can say that the tag team titles mean something again. They really do. You know what you gotta do now? Hey, grab You know, code uh, uh, Stardust and Goldust. Um Let's make a few more tag teams. Let's make it interesting, huh? They should do it. They should make this interesting right now. I don't know what they're gonna do, but that's that's what's gotta happen. You know? You know what you do? Why don't you have Big Show or Mark Henry and put those guys together with somebody? Because let's uh, just the big, do something.
1: The Big Show's gonna be taking time off to film a new movie
0: that he's doing. All, all in those, just do, let's just do something here, huh? I mm-hmm. mean, you could do a lot of things here. It's just a matter of let's let's get some more. Let's, let's let tag teams matter. It's obvious people care about these two tag teams now. Usos and Wyatts are you know tag teams together and they're good. And I, I hope they get 20 minutes on this, this pay-per-view this weekend. I hope they do. Okay, Divas title match. Uh, we already talked about this whole setup. And Paige getting with Naomi. Look, I mean, I like Paige no matter what. I think she's a good wrestler. I think she's a good character. Just been just been saddled with such bad... Just all the planning and all the stuff that was done... For this, Raven-haired beauty has been destroyed. Like, the creative team just... You know what? They took this NXT prospect and they just destroyed it. Like, they're going to have to send her back. She's going to have to go back and... and, and uh, yeah, uh She's going to have to go back to the minor leagues and just work on her some more. Let her continue to work with the girls she's working with and let her continue to hone her craft. Now, you could keep her up on the main roster, but...
1: It's not gonna go downhill from there to do that.
0: I, I think. I mean,
1: and it's not a bad thing if she goes back to NXT if she wants to, you know, do a whole new gimmick or a whole new style because she's twenty one. I mean, she's still got the whole world ahead of her.
0: No, I think. No, I think you keep the gimmick. You just need to build it some more. She just needs more time to, to work on not her in ring stuff but her out of ring stuff. We need to. She needs to work on her right. promos she needs I, to work on on a lot of things. I you know what? That's I, the, the I, her sports entertainment character, not the wrestling part, I, but the sports entertainment part. No,
1: her wrestling's great. I mean, you know, she's pretty much the only diva that actually does like, really, you know, really in-ring stuff that you want to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. But the uh the thing I really thought when I was listening to her on commentary was when they were talking about Alicia Fox and how crazy and bipolar she was and she goes, "Yeah, she's like She's very crackers. I was like, I was like that's
0: funny. She's like you know, she's bringing the English <laughs> terms. Oh. um, Rusev and Lana in front of the Capitol. The stuff in Washington, D.C. Good stuff. Great stuff. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, she, Lana is so good. And I'm not just talking about like, I mean, besides the the beauty, she's, she's really knocking out of the park with these, these, these pronouns that she does. Like, they're giving her all this time. She is like getting the heat like crazy. Your treasure landmarks are pathetic. Your theater's pathetic. <laughs> America's pathetic. I'm like, she's just nailing it out of the park. She's no. And then every time, she leads out to the damn Vladimir Putin picture. I'm just laughing. I don't. I, I, I forgot to mention that I actually had uh, Chuck over for for dinner. Uh uh-huh. My mom uh you know she made some little chicken some Spanish style chicken and rice, which was awesome. And then um, I chat him in the man cave. Normally I go to his house to watch. Last night, he actually came by and watched in the man cave. He was watching Raw. Uh, well, nice. The thing was, yeah, so like um, he was all pissed off because he sees Rusev. I don't like that guy. But I'm enjoying everything they're doing with Rusev right now. Like with the gold star, they just keep, like, the build up of Rusev is excellent.
1: It is. I'm just afraid if he gets touched by John Cena, it will be tainted.
0: You can't put Rusev and John Cena together for a for a while.
1: Yeah, but you also don't want him. You don't want John Cena to be the first guy to beat him. You know.
0: It, I mean, Rusev. I mean, ha- have Big E as an opponent coming up this th- Sunday. That's fine. That's okay to have. But uh, otherwise, I think you got to be careful who's going to face um. Like, I don't know who you're going to put him up against. I think Sheamus would be probably good. I think, um, there's probably some other names. I think Jack Swagger could turn face and have a good run with with Rusev. And Zeb Coulter could actually turn face as well.
1: Yeah, that would be. Actually, it's a
0: chance. I mean, the thing is, here's the deal Jack Swagger, we know they're never, never going to take him seriously. But you know, there's such a thing as Jack Swagger getting, like, after the rub he'll get for being in the ladder match for the briefcase. If you, you could do a decent. Short angle for a couple of months and let swagger. And you know what? Lead up to SummerSlam. And Swagger goes into LA and he, he's had the big American flag going and don't tread on me and all that stuff. And We the People starts getting big and loud. Well, and look, they take on Rusev. Did you hear Swagger it? and Rusev is a very good feud they could put it for SummerSlam coming up?
1: Did you hear them on Monday night when they went, We the People? It was so loud. <laughs>
0: it's it's because it should be a this gimmick should be a face it uh, should be a face gimmick yeah that's what it is um so yeah that's what i'm saying and i keep saying i keep noticing every time i'm on this show i gotta quit saying um oh my god i do it so much <laughs> somebody stop me i'm not gonna do it anymore i gotta stop hey, hey buddy hey buddy i'm nine and bow <laughs> It, like,
1: Anything is possible if you believe.
0: Oh, I mean, actually, and you know what? One of the few guys that Chuck actually really loves—he likes Bo Dallas. You
1: know what? Bo Dallas is bigger than Adam Rose. I I, I like the uh, the Bo Dallas character a lot better than I like this Adam Rose character.
0: Well, it that shouldn't be. that's, that's, that's how it should be because Adam Rose, you let him on NXT with that gimmick one night. And they said we got to fast track this. We got a hot shot. It <laughs> Adam Rose coming out so early was a huge mistake. But Bo Dallas, this character's been getting built for two years now. This shitty grin gimmick—it's working. It's going to work. They're doing everything right with him. Like what? Look what they did. And you know what the funny part is? Everybody talks about all I heard about this week was the ad libbing by Bo Dallas after Titus O'Neill, I guess didn't mean to knock the microphone off his hands. That
1: was great improv. It looks
0: like I have Butterfingers. <laughs> I'm so silly, Mr. <laughs> Butterfingers. That's Bo Dallas. Like he's just he's just doing it. he's good. Like I, I would have never thought like Bo Dallas is a good wrestler. And uh-huh. I, I never thought that this thing like I, I I mean, this is one of the few things where you know what? Look, like, Rusev, the transition from NXT to Raw, great. Dallas transition to raw, it's working, and people are, are people are believing. We're gonna say the pun, like I saw Bo Dallas signs out there, nine and Bo. Like you know, and I love the freaking JBL called the the greatest freaking sports entertainment. I mean, it was so come funny. on. It was so funny <laughs> that he said that because Michael Cole said
1: that later. He goes, did you just call it the professional wrestling?
0: I'm telling you. but so it's, now, it's,
1: it's, now I'm curious. either they're gonna go after the Goldberg like
0: shake. Nah, I mean they're gonna let him. You know what? They're probably gonna get to like a hundred and bow. Who knows? <laughs> it's it's working. I mean, I can see sign. I, I definitely can start seeing signs out there in the crowd for it. But Bo Dallas is getting over. It's because this stupid gimmick. It's, it works They're and they're doing the right thing. Like they really is. He's in between right now. But, like, he does things, like, like, with Fandango, the cheating in that match on SmackDown, Mm-mm. that's heel-like. And that's funny. Uh, all you gotta do is believe! Like, come on. I just lose it. I love it. It's so
1: believer.
0: funny. a <laughs> Don't stop believing. He finally said that this week. Yeah, yeah. He- like, look, and this crowd, you have to remember, man, NXT, that crowd loved him. Like, they loved to hate him. Loved to hate them, and you know somebody else we love to hate, and now we don't get to do that anymore.
1: Who? Vicky
0: Guerrero. I should bring that up now. Vicky Guerrero and her little mud match with the or, the, or the, our the, the pudding match, plunge, the mud match, slop. Yeah, the the pudding plunge the pudding plunge match with Stephanie.
1: Ugh.
0: Stephanie, you know what? I, that was it. Was a it was stupid. Yes, but for the purpose of it. I enjoyed it. The end, I think
1: the ending and the finish was great.
0: Stephanie, you know what? Man, I got to give her credit. She's good. Mm-hmm. She was able, like who would have thought like out of all this time Stephanie in one promo can turn Vicky Face?
1: <laughs> right? The only person.
0: <laughs> I mean, she did it. Excellent.
1: But It just goes to show you how big the yes and no chants are better or more over than Daniel Bryan.
0: And what's most important, too, is that this told people that people love to hate Vicky because of how she was always. But look at her turn around and quickly that crowd because she was getting put down so bad and people love the they cheered for Vicky. They were happy for her.
1: Yeah. And when she was throwing all the all the uh, the three chicks into the uh the slot.
0: Yeah, it Yeah, was Alicia Fox, Rosa Mendez who now looks better with darker hair.
1: Yeah, she's more of a brunette now. Not back yeah, to that black you know, yeah. that black hair, but she looks good as a brunette.
0: And Layla. Yeah. on Layla, I don't know for some reason she they just throw keep throwing stuff on her. It's okay, all the time. we got
1: nothing going on. Go up, have fun. <laughs> Go get covered in milk.
0: Now you're gonna throw in covered in, the
1: slop. in milk. You are covered in pudding. Yeah, the jello pudding pops. Apparently, from what I read, there is a picture of the room where Bray Wyatt's in the slop. Really? I, I I'd have to look it up. I saw it on WrestleZone when I was looking up news, but uh, God. I'll post it or I'll send it to you privately. Vickie
0: Guerrero, and I thought the way she left as she left the ring. She did the Eddie shimmy, which was that touched my heart right there. Cause I was like, that the shimmy was like awesome. I was like, tribute to Eddie. She looks, she points up in the crowd, says, "I love you, Eddie," and then walks off, kisses, gives a kiss to the crowd. That touched. I I really I I felt good for Vicky that she got to go out the way she did. That was Um,
1: that was one of the better ways to see someone go out
0: it was sweet it was sweet to let her leave like that i'm gonna miss vicky Uh, surprising i'm gonna miss vicky a lot i thought she did a lot of good i loved her every time she came out to the ring and did excuse me i enjoyed it and it was you love you love to hate her and i love this woman she was nine years with this company she uh she had a run she's very memorable she did a lot of stuff and she took. She was. A, she was a company person all the way through.
1: Two, two funny notes, uh, real quick. Well, not two funny notes, but one funny note. Uh, the first one is Bo Dallas was sporting a black eye, as it was reported. Uh, as yeah. you know, they noticed that the reason, according to F4W Online, it came from a kick by Rob Van Dam during the June 16th for a Battle Royal a battle mm-hmm. royal, and oh, also um, at SmackDown the taping. A female was ejected. A female fan was ejected from the crowd because she tried to grab Roman Reigns when he made his entrance to the crowd.
0: Oh, another thing I got to mention too is that you know that I think JBL during the Bo Dallas match, saying the reason the black eye was for competitive badminton, I thought it mm-hmm. was hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I wanted to the- bring.
1: <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely is. But it also says, WWE confirms top superstar injury. Current status for Money in the Bank is unknown.
0: Maybe there's
1: stuff like
0: that, George. Yeah, we'll have to wait about Bad News Barrett. We're just going to see what they do. Yeah. that might And that might be a significant change, but we'll talk about that in a moment. We're yeah. almost we're almost at we're two, we're two, two more points away from doing previous predictions for Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um, Reverend, oh Reverend Biggie, uh-huh, the land of the free, uh-huh, the home of the brave. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm gonna tell you, to the to the to the uh, what is it? Uh, you know, from Moses as he part of the Red Sea, and uh, when it, when the walls of Jericho came coming down, the God I guess some of that. Ha ha, like it was you know Creflo Dollar, T D Jakes, and all these other like it was like you know it, it was. Biggie doing revival, and it sounded bad, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it just wasn't, you know, you know what? Um, I think he was trying to like, uh, I think he was trying to like channel his James Brown and Blues Brothers. <laughs> just saying, that was fun. Well, James <laughs> Brown in that movie was great, by the way. Let's just, great, great part in that movie. Just yeah, uh-huh, sure. But Blues Brothers is a great movie anyway. You can watch that anytime you want. As many times as you want. It just doesn't get old. Um, Near Dolph. I'm going to start calling Dolph Ziggler Neo Dolph, because that's all it is. Near falls all the time in his matches. And you know what? Great to go. He did his promo. Oh, the on the app. That's right. I heard about that.
1: Well, no, it was on Raw on the second hour when he introduced everybody that all the participants for the Money in the Bank briefcase.
0: Oh, Triple H, you're talking about?
1: Yes, Triple H. He said, "Now, he's coming into the match. He knows all those all those who believe, who say I don't believe in his talents, and and stuff like that." And he gave a quick plug, you know, to Dolph Ziggler there.
0: Well, there's a couple things that happened out of that. I mean, let's make mention of the fact that Seth Rollins was out there with Triple H because he's the first guy that was being put into the match, and then when uh, Triple H talks about, you know, uh, here's my pick for Money in the Bank, Rob Van, I can't, I can't even say
1: with his street face.
0: Right, and then Seth Rollins taking a couple shots, and so and, and well, the shots they took on each other were great. What, is, it what did Ad Libs sound like, you, huh?
1: What did you think about Rob Van Dam when he came out and like pretty much high as a kite? He's like, "Hey, bro," and he's like, "Remember when I did that five star flat?" You know, the five star. No, flat no, he flat? says when I broke
0: his trachea when I th- broke his trachea in the first elimination chamber, <laughs>
1: which I was there for.
0: <laughs> and then, um, what else? Oh, and then and then you know, Seth Rollins talking about. Yeah, I, I would be seriously worried about you if it was
1: 2005. <laughs> but then he responded back with, yeah, in 2005, you were actually in your mouth. You could stay up late and watch me easy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good.
1: Hmm. There were some good ones there.
0: Not no. So, I mean, there's a little bit of element that was good. I enjoyed that. Um, and finally, one last thing i want got to mention is just Kane... Was that really like necessary to have him in the end of the match like come out, I he's a I guess Kane has to have a purpose for what I don't know <laughs> he's he's, give him He a purpose. We don't know why but he needs a Kane just gets a bone he just gets uh
1: he's going into politics soon he's going to be a diehard republican he needs to get everything he could I think one
0: you know what it is is that I think Kane represents. Well, we gotta have some extra star power in there. We gotta have somebody else. People don't know Cesaro, Roman Reigns, or or all these guys. We gotta put some people like from the Attitude Era. We gotta have Cena, and Kane out there, Woo! like you gotta like panic. Like we better have some people that people know. So Kane's got to go out there, Token we, Demon Kane.
1: We gotta do even numbers. We can't do an odd seven. We need an even eight.
0: It's, yeah, I don't know why they want eight. That's ridiculous. <laughs>
1: well... From you know, WWE, they've done ten, they've done five, they've done six. They were gonna do seven. Hey, like watch that microphone, eight.
0: pull that away from you, man.
1: You—that's the one thing about Money in the Bank is that the participants, uh, the participants, what you have in there, it's never gonna be the same exact number. Most of the time, they're gonna change it. On yeah, you. yeah.
0: So we also know that there's like okay, they got eight people for the title match. The briefcase match still only has seven. We don't know about the eighth one going into tonight. Yeah, and that's gonna be that's gonna. They're be, gonna have eight for the ladder match. That's so be we don't tough know yet.
1: because he was my favorite to win. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. So let's talk about let's do previews and predictions. It's yeah, wait, that hey, time.
1: Real, real, real quick, before we get into the uh, you know predictions, did you notice uh-huh. when Randy Orton was given his interview backstage? Did you, Did you remember that?
0: Yeah, he was. Uh, um,
1: did Did you see in the back Sankara talking to Emma?
0: Yeah, I was wondering what the hell that was all about. I was like, that was weird.
1: Yeah, it, it was so odd because it looks like she had a tra- he, that they had a translator talking to her.
0: No, and Santino was back there too.
1: Oh, was he? I guess that was him. I didn't recognize him.
0: No, I think I saw all those guys. I, I guess they were doing some stuff for for they were on early tonight night or something like that. But uh,
1: but it was just so weird. Like, let's put them in the background as Randy Orton's talking. Like, if there was a face, I could see it. But as a heel who's with the authority, I, I just didn't get it
0: right i'm not sure what that was all about but yeah um all right so here's the deal this is the fifth money the bank ever by the way that's just been uh set up that will be this sunday from the td garden in boston massachusetts boston. john cena territory boston oh, yeah uh i don't know fun <laughs> so here's what we got for the matches we have five matches announced as of tonight and that should include the SmackDown tapings. And I think um, they might get at least one more, I think, because um, the tag title match and the two ladder matches will take probably a good half of the show. So I think that will probably work out with stuff like that. Um, so let's do this. Number one, we know that the, there is isn't going to be no, no kickoff match. Um, they're actually going to show an exclusive interview with Daniel Bryan as part of the Money the Bank kickoff preview show. Or the kick on you know, the uh the, the pre show. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I don't care about what he has to say.
0: <sighs> I mean, you know, it's like it's it's in how do you feel? You know, are you upset? Of course I'm upset. It, you know? it,
1: it it's totally invalid because he said there is nothing wrong with giving up this title, but the only reason I won't give it up is because you're selfish and you wanna take yeah. it from me. So, I mean, it's just gonna be recycled garbage that you're probably gonna hear. But, I mean, whatever. He should come back. I heard he's being booked for July shows. But other than that, it, it was, uh, you know, unfortunate what happened. But that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But it, do you – let me ask you before we get into predictions. do you sure. Do you think this Daniel Bryan, uh, since he's been stripped, do you think he's reached, like, the, you know, the top of the mountain?
0: Yeah, he's reached his peak. Oh, I mentioned that last week. Yeah. Yeah. The fact when he, when he stripped the belt uh, from him a few weeks ago, yeah, he doesn't need to go any higher. He get, look that guy will always be in that main event picture, and I even you know, I verified that again tonight with John Cena doing what he did and with what happened at WrestleMania that will never get taken from him. He will always be on top for as long as he wants. I mean, he's basically he's going to be up there in the upper echelon, like you know he, he's got like Rey Mysterio status right now. He really does. Mm, interesting. He's gonna be he's gonna be important in whatever he does going forward. Uh, as a single star, he's gonna be a he's he's a, he's an attraction. He's somebody that is bankable, and he will make that company money for years to come. No doubt about it.
1: Mm. Well, I know I know he'll make money off the company and come back. But yeah, yeah, just seeing him in the title picture just as soon as he comes back. If you would mm. see that or not?
0: No, oh, I get it. I get it. Here's the five matches we got. Let's start off with. Ryback, Ryback Axel, so. Ryback and Curtis Axel versus Stardust and Goldust.
1: Uh, Goldust and Stardust. Easy.
0: Yeah, they want to show that those guys are in a winning streak and they're, that they finally got themselves together, that now that Cody Rhodes' Stardust has gotten his mojo back, basically. So, yeah, there's no question. That's, that's For the storyline to work, they have to do that. Yeah. For the WWE Divas title, Naomi versus the champion Paige. Naomi. Paige.
1: I'm gonna say Naomi because it's gonna fuel the Cameron and Naomi thing that she's gonna get jealous.
0: Well, no, because I think I don't think Naomi has to have the belt for Naomi and Cameron to take on each other. And I think Paige, you know, you, you could—I don't know—you could do something else. You, you could put her in a different feud. You you
1: could do that, but
0: it would make it
1: more of the line of the fact that. You know, she is more jealous. It's gonna sell more on Total Divas that she got the strap before her, and that's yeah. Why- but
0: Paige doesn't have. But but the Total Divas, I think any of those sto- like the Total diva storylines. I don't think any of those any of those Total Divas need to have the belt for them to put storylines together. Well, like they haven't so far.
1: Well, they haven't so far, but they they're gonna focus season three on splitting up and her going bad and her going good. And her getting jealous over the title. That's just my whole does
0: It doesn't need a belt. I don't think it needs a belt. I understand what you're saying. But I think um, Paige can't lose it yet. Mm. I think you, you got to have, you got to have, maybe, you know what? She's not getting over right now. But you know what? Maybe you could just do something to put her in a different, I think you need to put her into some program with somebody that she can really like work with. I swear AJ would be the one, but she's not coming back anytime soon, according to what you said.
1: If, you know, the, there, there are reports that she is pregnant. I mean, I don't, you just read reports and that's what you see. So if, if she is pregnant, if she wants to come back due to the fact that CM Punk walked away and now she wants to raise a family, that's up to her. But if she does, you won't see her until at least June, maybe, you know, you won't see her until at least April, May or June. That's simple. Sure. It's yeah. simple as that.
0: Right. There's a lot to go behind that. I'm just not sure what to think of it. um But no, Paige. I think what you got to do is just now. If you're giving her the, this showcase, you got to put her against some talent and make her look like she can beat some people. I think this is where you put Natalia in there and like make her like. Uh, I think this is where you put Natalia and Paige together and let them kind of show some magic. Or Emma versus Paige, but I mean Emma's such a comedy character right now. Nobody would take her seriously. Natalia's gonna have to be the one. I don't know. Um, you want to re- you want to recreate Summer Page and uh, Summer Rae and Page? I-, I don't know. I just think there's a lot more things to do with Paige as champion, and it's still too soon. I think she- she's not a big enough deal for people to like worry about the Divas title. But the Divas title is just not that important right now, anyway.
1: It's never been important since Trish it's Stratus. It's
0: not. Go- no, no. AJ made no. AJ made it legit. I think people were concerned when AJ lost the belt. You know what? It, she held the belt for a long time. People cared. It, I think she and AJ did a great job to her credit. An excellent she, job.
1: She built it up, and I will give you that. I will give you that because I was just you know thinking of Stratus and Lee and all that stuff. AJ Lee did bring it back to prestige of of the whole yeah. of Owens title. But other than that, there's there's no one gonna be holding a flame close to that that whole moment ever. So you,
0: you know what? Well, you do know want to think in a couple of years. You know when you start taking the diva seriously when Charlotte comes in.
1: Yeah, but
0: Charlotte. I mean, who's give it? Charlotte a couple of years. But
1: look what they're doing, Natalia. I mean, you know, it doesn't.
0: You don't know. And I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Natalia is looking damn good. I don't know what it is, but like she got married and she looks better.
1: Because, is that weird? It's because you can't have her now.
0: now no, okay. I think she she's in better. Good. No, she's in the best shape of her life. I think she looks as she looks as good as she did when she was with the Hart family.
1: Maybe she looks. Maybe she's doing that DDP yoga.
0: <laughs> she looks really good. The, looks really, really good.
1: If, if you don't notice when Chris Jericho when he promotes the DDP yoga, he goes, "I do it." Mm ryback does it now he's promoting ryback for it i'm like that's oh
0: just God. funny you know what um wow um, you know i love i would love it that one of these days that ryback gets another chance to like build himself up again
1: you know what i think he will because he's a visit man project unless unless he you know gives a full authority on two to triple e and Stephanie, other than that, it's gonna be Ryback doesn't Ryback will always be around.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just something, man. I mean
1: it'd be, <sighs> it'd be great if they brought Ryback in because if you notice they keep saying the principal owner of the WWE, if Vince McMahon mm-hmm. chose him to be like his competitor to take on Triple H for like the company.
0: I I guess something, I don't know.
1: I'm just I'm just uh, pulling something out of my ass right now, but
0: yeah. Yeah. But we'll, uh, let's, let me get, see here. let's
1: get back to predictions.
0: Exactly. WWE. Oh, this. This. You want about. Finally, a tag team title match that I'm really looking forward to. WWE tag team title match Eric Rowan, Rook Harper, the Wyatts versus the Usos.
1: You know, the. Oh. The Wyatts, I want to see them have the gold so bad. I want to see Harvard and Rowan have it so bad. But I feel the way they've been booked oh. every week of getting the upper hand, they're not going to get it.
0: Okay, Usos win. Feud must continue. These guys have to have like this has to go past SummerSlam. No, it has. This to- just started. It, it just it is a fresh storyline. It's gonna. This go This feud needs to go.
1: It has to go to SummerSlam, but the Wyatt should win at uh
0: BattleGround. Actually, actually, this should go to Survivor Series.
1: I don't know about that because they've already done. Hold
0: it! Hold it! Ten man, the the five on five, Usos are on one side, well, the well, Wyatt's on the other. Well, now you're talking about like traditional... Bray Wyatt's a captain and like seen as a captain or something like that. Like, well, well, now you're that's doing money a... right there, man.
1: It's money, and you're doing a traditional Survivor Series, but the the Wyatt's and uh, Rowan and Harper they should have the titles before they go into it.
0: Well, okay, during this program, yes, I think not yet, but I think <laughs> you give a couple of matches where. I think you could do a swap of the titles.
1: I'm gonna say somewhere
0: in this program. I'm
1: gonna say that they're gonna lose, but not now. I'm gonna say that they lose this one, but they're gonna pick it up at either Battleground or Summerslam. No, they're gonna pick it up at Battleground, and then they're gonna give Stardust a chance real quick. But then they're gonna bring him back and do the whole Uso thing again. I think I think that the Goldust and Stardust are gonna be so over that they're gonna have to put them into the Summerslam or do a triple threat kind of tag. No,
0: uh, no, 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 no. I want this to be like six months. I want the, I want this as long as Bray Wyatt, John Cena, milk this thing, man. It's
1: milked. It's, it's already been a few because they've already been established with John Cena. Well,
0: yeah, I get that, but this is finally like the tag titles are now like this focus. You know, it's just it's not
1: gonna, I, as much as you want to go that long. I don't believe yeah. I don't believe it's gonna go that long, and that's just me. But I hope it does.
0: Okay, then you know what that happens is Harper and Rowan win at SummerSlam. That's when they win it. Don't do it now. What it at the big show. Well,
1: they're not gonna give them the big show. I think they're gonna give it to them at battleground. I think they're gonna do like, you know, battleground, frontline, like that whole thing. I think that's what they're gonna take it. So this way when they go they can go in as heel champions and they can fight off uh, you know, a face for the uh for at SummerSlam.
0: Alright. Well I mean you could say that. I just think you hold this off the SummerSlam. You, the payoff is a SummerSlam, you give you do the title switch at SummerSlam. That's where I okay. think you do it.
1: Yeah, know I agree with you, but I don't. I don't think they are. Yeah. All
0: right, as and this is still as scheduled, even though we've heard rumors of a of a possible injury to Bad News Barrett. As far as we know, he is still scheduled in this match, and his opponents for the Money the Bank ladder match are Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Rob Van Dam, Kofi Kingston, Jack Swagger, and Dolph Ziggler. It's, okay.
1: I was predicting Barrett, and if he's not in it, I was too. And, yeah. and, and if he's not in it, I, I, I'm gonna say Rollins.
0: No, Rollins and Ambrose need to be their own feud. We need that. Yes, they need to go for a but while. But who do
1: you you're gonna you, if you don't give it to Rollins or Ambrose, who are you gonna give it to? That you're gonna give that you're gonna give a scrub, not a scrub, but you're gonna give somebody who's just gonna cash in and lose. At least if you give it to Rollins or, or Ambrose, which Ambrose doesn't need it, neither does Rollins, but Rollins will give you that fact of he might cash in at any time. He's going to give you that advantage of a heel perspective to where Ambrose will, you know.
0: I want to see this. I'm going to assume Brad Newsbarrett is, is is scratched out.
1: I want to I wanna say hopefully they put him in, but he doesn't do as much work as the others. Like something happens and he gets taken out, and then when the least you expected, he climbs up and grabs it.
0: Okay. I'm going to preface this by saying if bad news bears in the match, he wins. He Yes. He needs a briefcase. Exactly. If he is not the choice, the second choice, Dolph Ziggler. And you know why? You, this is built in storyline. He won it last year. He lost it. I mean, you could do a thing. You know what I want to see with Dolph Ziggler? You could resuscitate the character by doing this. By then putting him up against someone that's forcing him to put the briefcase on the line, and trying to put him on and say, "You're not good enough anymore. You don't deserve that briefcase. You you had your chance, and you and look what's happened to you. You've had a free fall since. Mm-hmm. I should have this. You know. I mean, I just can, like to see or, something or like or that. You
1: can even do a storyline, like uh, you know with Triple H, because he talked down about him. You know, even though he promoted that he likes his in-ring ability and stuff like that, you can have something with Triple H, you know, saying, I'm going to give Seth Rollins a shot at the briefcase. And then you can have, like, you know, just temporary, like, Ambrose would come in or maybe do a triple threat at SummerSlam for the briefcase.
0: You know what you could do? You could do something where Seth and Dean have their matches and all. Seth gets over. And then and then Seth and then Seth confronts Dolph Ziggler. exactly yeah like that. I'm the future of this company you're a has been why don't you just put that why not you just put that why not just give me that briefcase
1: well he doesn't even have to put it on just to get Ziggler into the more of the phase zone he doesn't ha- he doesn't have to put it on Triple H is demanding he puts it on just like the Dan O'Brien gimmick
0: I mean there's just there's a story to be told with Dolph Ziggler I mean you know I mean they 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 keep giving this guy prominent matches on TV. Nothing on pay-per-view. So there must be something to be said about this. Like, it's like... They just keep doing this just for their own health. There has to be some story behind this. And they're they're having to do... They have to do an Audible here without the Bad News Barrett. So... Which Rob Van Dam doesn't make sense. I mean, the, the only other person that makes sense at all is Seth Rollins, and, and the only and I can absolutely see that happening too.
1: Yeah, and you know it, it's weird at the same point of when they wanted to give Barrett last year and he was injured, and now he's going to be injured mm-hmm. this time.
0: It, I hope he's not. I want Barrett to win. Mm-hmm. Barrett will Barrett will get the biggest the biggest use out of this this briefcase because then he'll because if Barrett is able to come back. Barrett will finally get himself back to where he was before he got injured. He's actually going to be—he's going to get back into the title picture again. You
1: give him—you give him a spot where he takes a nasty bump, like through a ladder or through something, and then it takes him out the whole match. And then, when the least you expect it, you're going to forget he's there, but he's going to just take advantage of it and then grab it, and he'll get over.
0: Yeah. I just hope it's not a severe injury. I hope what's happening is bad news. Barrett just got a bruise. And he can, it's something that can be managed and that can be taken care of up until Sunday. And then, you know, take him off high shows, take him off, just put him on TV only. And let him kind of do some rehabilitation or whatever. And then after that, he gets this briefcase and holds onto it for a long time. And gets to, I've got some bad news, I'm cashing in. Otherwise, I mean, I'm I still, I'm going for a dark horse. I'm going for Dolph Ziggler. If we're not seeing Bad News for you know, and I say, you know, be, the storyline's built. You know, be, the storyline's there. You
1: know it would be even funnier? If he won it, he'd be like, I'd be afraid I got some bad news for you. I'm not cashing in tonight. Just to turn the crowd.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Final match. Ladder match for the vacant WWE World Heavyweight title. Cesaro versus Sheamus versus Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton versus Alberto the Rio versus John Cena versus Roman Reigns versus Kane.
1: You should be an auctioneer like judge. You talk so fast. <laughs> uh, like I said earlier, it's got to be John Cena. It has to.
0: Be. I say John Cena. The, the, it it only makes sense for him to be the guy that's going to be able to go ahead and get people over. Like Roman Reigns, it's way too premature. He just cannot withstand like people. Like you ask what you know, people. You know, the problem is. You can't play to the crowd like you did, like Daniel Bryan. You could have, but they didn't, and they need to practice that patience again. WWE because the chase for Daniel Bryan, even though it was done poorly, leading up until the end of 2013, but then from the Royal Rumble on, it was done correctly, uh-huh. and then the payoff was grand, and people loved the payoff, and they were all it was at the right time. Uh-huh. Roman Reigns needs that same kind of thing. He needs to chase. Exactly. He needs to chase for a long time and then finally get there. And then the payoff will be big. And people will care. Trust me. People are going to... I mean, Roman Reigns is not going to get old or tired anytime soon. What do
1: you think about John Cena becoming, like, what? Is he a 15-time world champion?
0: It'll be 14 times.
1: Oh, 14 times.
0: It doesn't matter. Look, he ain't Ric Flair. He's not Ric Flair. But John Cena, to his credit... Plus, you know what? What a moment! John Cena wins at home.
1: <laughs> which, which sometimes at home he's mostly he's like the he's like a, a heel. Everyone boos him in Boston too.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, but hey, man, hometown boy wins again. I mean, it could do it. I see it totally. So, and like I said, there's nobody else I see that wins this. Uh, after all, like I mean, I I just but but the thing is, is that what I wanted to get in the original part, and we're going to finish up with this, was just we're just evaluating the names that they have right now these are the eight guys that are the the top this is this is their star power Mm -hmm. this is the top of the this is the cream of the crop of their roster and look at the new names that are up there as opposed to the ones we've seen forever the tired ones like orton del rio cena sheamus not necessarily because he's been hurt but he's been up there a few times but we see cesaro bray wyatt and Roman reigns now, breaking and shattering the glass of that new youth movement, uh, these are all NXT guys, and out of this new thing that that at uh, the Triple H created the, the development developmental system to see these three guys break out and then even in the latter match, when you got Seth Rawls and Dean Ambrose in that mix, those are guys that are from the NXT mold, and they have finally arrived. It's uh, I, I just feel so good about this company. I feel so good about the future. It's because it's just like Triple H and just the people that are doing what they're doing right now, the people they're putting up, the, the youth is being purposed into the storylines. They're getting into the main events. There are new faces, and they are trying to build. Like, look, Cesaro, I haven't done the greatest job with it, but Bray Wyatt, he's a million bucks. Like, that guy, people want to see him. People will dress up like them. People will chant. They will do the cell phones and do the stuff. People want to be there to see Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah, for sure. They want to see Roman Reigns coming down from the crowd.
1: They want to see the they, swing from Cesaro.
0: But that's what, I mean they want it. These people they're getting they're marketable. These guys are are not one dimensional. They're not like booked as bad as like Vladimir Kozlov and freaking double uh, double E, <laughs> John, John Morrison crap. Okay, or the Miz. Honestly, like they got some people here.
1: Do you think if Brady uh, Barrett gets pushed out, they're gonna put in the Miz in his place? Because he's been working out shows.
0: How's see. Huh, not too soon. You know what? The Miz needs a new tag. He needs a tag team. He needs to be in another tag team. Yeah. I really think so. Um, I don't know who you put him with. Uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe Dolph Ziggler with the tag team should be another tag team partner, or something like that. I don't know, something. But yeah, I mean Miz should be in another tag team. I think it works for him. Um, he's gonna be lost in the mix when he comes back in, anyway. I mean, that's just the point. Okay, so, that, but we'll talk about Miz when he comes back. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, there's our matches, and you know what? I and um, it's funny how some people are out there. Some of the other podcasters they want to predict outside the mold. And some people think Roman Reigns would win it. And I'm asking myself, look, I understand it being like a popular choice, but for the good of the business, you can't put it on him right now. No. No matter, no matter how good he is right now, you, guys, we got to practice patience. We got to practice some old school booking here. You need to, like this guy is is white hot right now, but we need to continue to like we we need to, that that candle to burn. He needs a little more time. He needs some more. He needs to now become that solid singles wrestler that we know he's going to be. Like he's already like the, the the whole the whole look is already built in, but he's still young. He's got a lot of years left, and there's going to be a lot of time for him to be built up into something that's going to be amazing. Roman Reigns right now he's getting like I mean I never like I, I get it like the guy's getting such a great pop and such a great response right now from everything he does, but. You put, I mean, put him in a match with, like, whoever you want. Like, right now, look, if you want a Rusev and Roman Reigns, I'm all for it. But that's not, but you have to think of it this way. Roman Reigns cannot be your champion. He cannot, he, he can't bring the ratings that you think he's going to bring. You can't, you can't expect him to sell out 20,000 seed arenas. Or expect people to like you know buy the network or, or just like get so many people to buy the the product to like watch a pay per view or anything like that. He's just he's not at that level yet. He's not. Next year, give him another year. This time next year, uh, then you start talking title with him.
1: Exactly, like I said, Royal Rumble.
0: No, and, and the thing is, the fact that they they just overlooked IC and US title, I'm totally cool with that. Him chasing. The World Heavyweight title is what he needs to do for the next year. Period.
1: You could even give him his own, uh, instead of like uh, John Cena, like you said, a traditional Mm -hmm. survivor series, give him Team Reigns.
0: Yeah, something like that. I mean, well, he's got to be in the, like, hopefully he'll get the match like that. And the traditional survivor series match will be a traditional, the main event, which they haven't done that in forever. But I'm hoping to do that this year. I mean, Triple H is now in control. You can kind of tell. And Stephanie's no longer, like, in creative. She's, you know, she's a head brand manager. So, I just like to, and I, and like, I, I mean, did I, and I forgot to mention, too, with Stephanie, like, you could tell, man, she's got, she's learned a lot from her daddy. Like, look at how well she sold the whole Vicky Guerrero thing this week. And the stuff she's been doing as of late, she's got her daddy's, like, presence. Yeah she's got it. She she gets heat just as much as everybody else. And you know what? Maybe at some point she'll turn face and people will love her and they will adore her. But she's got she's got her daddy's she's she's learned from her daddy, man. She's got it. And, and so the thing is Triple H and Stephanie making all the right moves. Hey, man, you know, what? I'm surprised that even towards this end of the uh, this late after WrestleMania, we're into our third pay-per-view, right? And um, this is still a pretty good pay-per-view. Like, I mean, this doesn't look old or boring or tired. And it doesn't look like we're seeing the same old, same old right now.
1: I do. we're not. I think the only tired thing is us because we're doing this so late. But um, uh, but, but yeah, we're going to call No, no, yeah. but you're 100 percent right, though. Seven man doing everything a hundred percent correctly, and there's, she gave Vicky the farewell goodbye that she wanted, and she turned her face when for, what was her nine year run she had seven was seven seven yep. nine yes. Yeah.
0: nine year run nine mm-hmm. year run
1: yeah she had a nine year run and she was at a nine year she was hated for all those years, and within the last ten minutes she made her a face.
0: Yep, yep, amazing good things guys hey this is the kind of stuff i was talking about last year last year i was complaining about why why can't we see some of young stars out there well okay some of the guys we thought should have been in that place they're not but some of these nxt guys that have been given the chance for the last year and a half they are now the dividends are paying off and now the investment is worth it and triple h is looking like a stud as a result guys that's going to do it for our show tonight we're going to be back sunday night for the Monday to the Bank post show, Chuck and I will be doing the coverage for you. We will have it download available for you Monday morning at King dot com. Again, king of dot com. Of course, you can go there, and can contact the show, email us, send us anything you like. Um and also, you know, if you want to find out our social media areas, Twitter, Facebook, you wanna find out where to download the show we have a news ticker up there that gives you all the updates go to kingofpodcast.com all week for latest updates on bad news barrett and mounting the money the bank also check out the blog post wrestling is real blog which is also on our website we have a ticker going on there as well you can check all the news on like what i've comments about tna in new york city and you know a bunch of other things we always write we try to get a couple of posts every week just keep that in mind folks and Again, enjoy Money in the Bank. It's going to be great. We'll be watching it with you, and we'll talk about it this coming Sunday night. Good night, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time, and we will see you live